everybody. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Brad Ellis. And Diggle King. And Michael Damiani. <laughs> How's it going? And Brandon Jones. All right. Brandon, what do you got over there? What do I got? Yeah, what is that? What do I got right here? Yeah. I have... Skylanders Battlecast 22 card battle pack. So why would you bring that to this podcast? Why would you bring some Skylanders cards here? Because I lost a bet. I won a bet. You won the bet. I won this bet. <laughs> yeah. And because I won the bet, yeah. I give you cards. Yeah. Some bet. So when the, we, when these were announced, we made fun of them. I, the Skylanders would try a card game that was you, called Battlecast. Because you have to take a picture of it yeah. to like load it up into your app. And they say on the website, please don't take a picture of your friend's cards. Yeah, Please don't share these don't pictures do online. Because all you have to do to scan them into the game <laughs> is you can go online and just scan them off like a, a web page. But That's they're like, great. please don't. Please don't welcome share. To, yeah, welcome to the internet. That's yeah. really not going to happen. Please don't share this with your friends. It's the funniest thing. So I said so, it was so actually, You'd have to be extremely gullible and dumb to actually purchase these cards. Yeah, I said by now I, there'd be no I way you could. got the right to... By winning the bet, yeah, I just I was not paying attention. That seems like you lost, though. Yeah. Well, the losing p- aspect is I have to open that pack live. I have okay. to open that up now. How's okay. that losing? Is That's it a booster losing. pack? There, uh, you lost the bet. Here, open this. It is a present. It's not a booster pack. It's a battle. Pack. I would rather open that than pay for it. Jones, the thing was, I had to find booster packs. Are you telling me they don't even sell booster packs? God, let's bo- oh, they sell boosters, but boosters are just like ten cards. Like boosters are like that's the thing you add. This is a starter pack. This that's, is like that's, this- the bet was like if you can find a booster. Oh man, look at this. Kyle's ready to. Here we it. go. There we go. Can't we just like have a normal podcast for once? I'm not opening a battle pack. That's twenty two cards. I'll open it. All right, Brad's gonna open. <laughs> Crack this it open, pack. Brad. Uh, in the meantime, Brad we're gonna start corrections. Begin corrections. Music, please. The legendary April Nintendo Direct, I call it the legendary one. That actually happened in January. <laughs> you mean the one with that? all the Wii U games and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why, screw that that's why it's even more shocking, is it happened in January, right after November. Yeah, like it came that, out of nowhere. It hit the panic button immediately with the Wii U. Dang. Uh, they came out with those announcements. Uh, Violent Ken first appeared in SNK vs. Capcom SVC Chaos. Jeez. Whoa. So Violent Ken actually existed before. Uh... Some interesting facts about that game. That was an Xbox exclusive in the U.S. because of Sony's game approval policy. I was reading the wiki. I couldn't quite understand huh. it. Ooh. Um, and Violent Ken in that game at least has a different stance. Like, Violent Ken in Ultra Street Fighter 2 has the exact same stance as regular Ken. In the cool uh, SNK... Uh, Sorry, Brad's <laughs> chewing open the pack. Can't get it open, To man. listeners, Primal if you wonder what that crinkling is. I got scissors over here, Brad. Oh, you do? Yeah, I got... Can, yeah, Jones. I just I like the I like oh cracking packs, man. I don't like like opening a predetermined set of cards. These aren't worth that, dude. You, a predetermined. You can tell me what was in that pack right now. Spyro's gonna, gonna be in you're there. You're gonna flip through that Cinder's and be like, Cinder's gonna be in there. Classic. Uh, hot yeah. dog's gonna be Live in there. Yeah. Yeah. In just a second. All right, yeah. But, if, but, if but the booster pack for there. some reason would just be nothing Here. but uh, listen to that cracking of that pack. Yeah. Uh, really cool sprites in that game though. Uh, All right. Spyro's in. Okay, Spyro's now in. just look for Cinder and Hot Dog. Okay, Hot Dog. <laughs> hot dog. Okay, so corrections are still rolling. Uh, the Splatoon weapon is neither a Roomba nor a shuffleboard disc, but a curling stone, like in curling. And it's actually named Curling Bomb. So now we know. That's officially a curling thing. Got it. Curling stone. Uh, Riggs isn't a multiplayer-only game. It has a single-player league structure and a trials mode. And corrections music, please. Uh oh, I don't see a hot dog. You didn't get any of those stupid guys. So wait, is there are like cards for moves? Yeah. So what is it? It's like spiral Tornado. and then just a bunch of fire? 
Blast a frontline enemy and another random enemy for 60 damage. Jones, we gotta play this. Yeah, I got two of them. I got okay. one for me as well. So. Critical right. care. Store 80 health to your frontline allies. Nice. <laughs> Alright, look for more coverage love, love. on Skylander's <laughs> Battlecast in the near future. Love I love crit heals. Here's the thing, though, is Jones, I don't feel like I, I lost the bet totally. Like, this clearly wasn't a success. Thank you know you. what I mean? I, d I don't know. It took you this long to be able to find the... Ooh, a holographic one. Ew. Well, it, it took me that long to bother going out and getting it. <laughs> that's, that's what it did. Yeah. The truth reveals itself. Truth is out. It, it took a long time for me to be in a motor vehicle and remember to do that. Oh, I need Skylanders. You know? yep. you put the seatbelt on and you're heading out to do I the things the and have yeah. the thought, oh, because I actually did have the thought to get it online, but uh, didn't happen. Didn't, wow. They didn't ship it. Bets or bets. Okay, so uh, we all know my favorite way to start a podcast. Game announcement. Yeah, and we have a lot. We have a lot to discuss. Wow. And it didn't feel like a big news week, but actually a lot of news happened. I'm very excited to talk about each of these things. Uh, we won't do rank the significance. It's not really appropriate here, but uh, lots of games to talk about. I'm excited. Uh, let us lead with um, Fire Emblem Heroes. Now, uh, Nintendo, when they first said we're going to do some mobile games, they started off with Meet Tomo, and that came out, and it was what it was. And then they said, we have two more coming. We're going to do actual franchises that we've already established. We're going to do an Animal Crossing game, we're going to do a Fire Emblem game. And now, last week, we've finally seen a look at what that Fire Emblem game is on mobile, what Fire Emblem looks like on mobile. It's called Fire Emblem Heroes. Who wants to take a crack at explaining this to the viewer and listener? Not me. I'm not an expert on Fire Emblem. What you do, Damiani? You don't have to be an expert. Damiani, what is this game? What is this mobile game? How does Fire Emblem work on a phone? I mean, it, it's the same tactical RPG style of gameplay, mm -hmm. but they're restricting it to a single screen, like a single vertical slice. Yeah, what is the grid? Six by eight. Yeah, six by eight. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned something, Kyle, that they're based on famous maps from previous games or, or battlefields. That was Blood. Yeah, Blood. Or blood. Did that. blood yeah, did, okay. blood I think that might be a mode because there is oh, an okay. entirely like there's a new story to this. There's yeah. new characters and things. And the, the 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 I guess the hook that they're doing is mm -hmm. like, it's called Heroes. Guess yeah. what? It's like all the famous like Fire Emblem characters throughout the history of Fire Emblem. Mm -hmm. And I guess how it works is uh, you you pick out your lineup your to, to fight and stuff, but like through the course of the game. You get hero gems. Yeah. And it's a random hero mm -hmm. from ranked one to five star in their class five. Summoned being, into our world. Summoned, yeah. Yeah. And you can power, if they're not like five star, they start one star, you could keep using them, powering them up. But so if that, I get a hero that's not super rare, I can work it up to become a rare hero. Yeah. But if I grind. The thing is, people who are not going to want to grind or yeah. didn't get the hero that they wanted, which they made that a point to direct. It's like, I want long queues. Like, how do I, I want to get them? Oh, I got this silly dancer. I was like, yo, dancers let you go twice. Like, what? Do you not play Fire Emblem? I was like, come No, he was on. right, though. You can't win on dancers alone. You can't though. win on them alone. But yeah. I was like, you got your most powerful character there on a boss, and you, <laughs> two hit, two turns will kill them. You, only, you got a dancer there. It's like, <laughs> I won the game. That's what the, Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, this is where the free-to-play, the pay part is coming in. This is a free-to-play game. We yeah. should oh, mention that. I was going to ask that. You can yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, I don't think. I don't remember if they said explicitly, but you're probably paying for those hero gems. If you yes, didn't you can get absolutely them. buy hero yeah. gems. So that's where the paid thing's coming in. You pay to draw in random yeah, it's heroes. It's a random. It's still party. random. You can't pick which oh, one you want. Yeah. It's you get the chance to crack open that gem. Be like, who's in there? Summon. And here's the nasty not thing. Uh, basically, the way it's kind of structured is it costs these many gems to summon one hero. 
Yeah. The next hero is slightly cheaper. Yes. Yeah, so and then the hero after that is going to be slightly cheaper to summon. And the hero after that, so up to five times, it gets cheaper and cheaper. They're trying and cheaper. to like lure you in, like, oh, I didn't get that. I spent like three dollars. Yeah. This next one's only going to be two bucks. Maybe yeah. only one more dollar for this next one, and like does a dollar every time after. Yeah. Just oh, they drop. haven't done prices yet. It for is that? devious. They, uh, I, I think they have. I think we could have like paused and looked at the actual oh, okay. like pricing structure, how much the gems cost. But that's how they're trying to hook you in is by yeah. saying like yeah the f- the first cost is gonna be a little bit more but like you're getting a discount if you pay for more cool. yeah like how nice we're being by letting you buy these things for cheaper you don't have to spend a cent you could completely work your way up to unlocking all of these gems that yeah. kind of thing yeah. so it's not as bad as I thought it might could in my imagination probably could have you know it turned out but mm-hmm. I mean it, it looks decent but uh, i'm just worried about like they showed when they were showing off the the level differences and then like the whole sword axe lance thing and the character did like the wrong attack you know they attacked what they were weak against then they got like one shot like wrecked it wasn't just like you picked the wrong person to go against like there was a clear level discrepancy it was like yeah ah, so this happens this happens ah. at one point he gets his long queue yeah uh he brings him into battle and he he gets wrecked and yeah. then he says, oh, well, that's okay, because there are other modes in this game where I can grind. Yes. And so the game, in its design, encourages you to progress the story to a point where you can't anymore, and then go and take these characters and uh, grind, or buy like new that. ones who are stronger. Don't like that. Uh, Jones, what did you think of the presentation of this game? The presentation of the game, meaning in the video that I saw? Uh, well, I mean, I think the presentation of the video is actually pretty good and clear what the actual game is. Uh, I meant of the game itself. I think it's fine. I, I mean, I can tell. I haven't. I've never played a Fire Emblem game, but I can tell that the 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 battlefield is a lot smaller than uh, yeah. than in previous games. But like, you will. You're gonna have to adapt it. Uh, I think um, a- another thing that lends it to is the the battles themselves will actually be shorter, and so they'll uh, mm-hmm. you know cater to you know your 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 mobile schedule a little bit easier than like a full Fire Emblem game would. Uh, I think it's a smart franchise for them to to bring. I think something. Um, I was I was actually a little bit more nervous about Mario Run of of like I don't know but like 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 just one finger moving it around. I thought there was gonna be lots of sliding stuff they were gonna have to do, and it was really smart that they just did tapping. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is a little more complex, but it's strategy, and I I love strategy is one of my favorite genres in, in mobile. So so you're downloading. Um, uh, I, yeah, I I feel bad that this will be like my first Fire Emblem game. I don't think so. But that's, it kind of that's but exactly it, what Nintendo wants. They want yeah, a lot of yeah. But it kind of looks like something yeah. where it's like, oh, I can get into this and not have to you know really get that wrapped up in the story because it is kind of a catch all. Like, is there a narrative? Like, is there a there is. Okay, well, that's a little different, because I play, like, uh, I'm just about to start playing DC Legends, which is the same thing as this, which is just, like, Ooh. all your favorite heroes, and, like, yeah. I'm addicted to the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes thing. Who there's also does n- the stars thing? Like, you can no, have a five-star uh, yeah. Yoda. There's no story whatsoever to that. They, like, yeah. uh, they're holograms, very, very right? much say, like, yeah, their holograms yeah. are just playing a, a game. So that's actually interesting. I'm curious uh, how much, how complex that is, and as an outside player, how much of that will make me actually want to finish it. Sure. Because um, my like finishing Galaxy of Heroes right now is just getting as many characters as I can and just being ready for like the next thing they're gonna do. So if I know like <laughs> the next expansion, well, it's like yeah, it's like yeah. I know they're gonna do an episode eight thing next year, so maybe I want to level Finn up and get him ready, you know? Yeah, uh, February second is when that comes out. Uh, I should mention on iOS and Android. Uh, I we, I didn't even uh, uh, preface this by saying that there was a Damiani mentioned it a Nintendo Direct entirely focused on Fire Emblem last week. And it was like a half hour long. wasn't too long. It was great. 
when I said that I think they presented this well, it was super well presented. They had Yuri Lowenthal, right? The voice actor just doing the whole thing. So instead of oh, just... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, instead yeah. of just anyone from Nintendo like introducing these things, it was wow. like a voice actor like doing a good job. And I think he was funny at points, and you know he sold it. He sold each of these games that we're going to talk about, and it was kind of cool for Nintendo. After we were already skeptical about the launch of the Switch to come out and say, no, 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 games, 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 games. games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let me yeah. talk about some more. Uh, well, at the end of that... Well, no, like in the middle... Uh, uh, a Fire Emblem game was announced for the Switch in 2018. <laughs> so, hey, we're going to announce some little games here. We're going to announce some in-betweeners. The big Fire Emblem game is coming in 2018. Nice. was announced during this direct. The new generic Fire Emblem logo. Yeah. The, the logo itself is not generic, but the one they use now when they don't have like a final logo and or title. Just the like, font. Fire Emblem coming to Switch so 2018. Bet. Yeah. Will there be multiple or different versions of it? Good thought, Brad. I'm going to say no. I don't think they'll go back to the old Fates trick with the Switch. Yeah, they they said it's the and they also branded it as the first time Fire Emblem is coming back to consoles. Uh, since what? Since that GameCube game? There was a Wii one, wasn't there? Uh, since uh, wait, am I getting this one or the remake one wrong? Anyway, remake which one's Gaiden, right? Whichever the one's coming on Switch first, that's uh-huh. a standalone Fire Emblem game. It's the first one since Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, which Radiant Dawn was on Wii last. Got it. So that yep. was the last one. It's been a while since there's so, a Fire Emblem game. I forget it was for this new Switch one, yeah. or it was for the another one we might, I think you're going to talk about later, another Fire Emblem. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean, let's just talk about that because there isn't much to say. I yeah. just think Nintendo made, made a point to say there's a game in, in 2018. Yeah. You won't see it soon, but there's a Fire Emblem coming to the Switch. Switch is going to be the place where Fire Emblem games go to. It was just a good thing because like Fire Emblem, they've, Nintendo's treated it better uh, ever since I think... I think Awakening. Started, uh, started Awakening, with Awakening. Smash Brothers Melee. Oh, I'm gonna say like, when they brought the chose to bring Shadow Dragon out on DS, the, the DS ones. Sure. They start, I was like, wow, they're really going to bring that over here because there was a habit of them not bringing over like some of the GBA ones. Like here's here's like one or two, but there's like all these other ones you're not getting. And then, but before GBA was nothing. Oh yeah, that's was, what that's what Melee was cool. It's like, hey, who's Marth? But we, here's Marth in a game. They're treating well, Fire Emblem really like this with its own direct. Yeah, and it, it's just Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem's, I like Fire Emblem. I think yeah. it's a big series to me, but it's not like the biggest series in the world. So they're giving it this much time and dedication. It's like. They must have other stuff planned and stuff. Like they're talking about like it's Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem in twenty eighteen, a whole uh-huh. one. Like and this is just Fire Emblem, guys. Wait till ETH. Like it yeah. gave me, this direct gave me a little bit more hope after kind of like the you know the negativity that came out of the Switch review uh, event in January. Where I was yeah. like, where are the games and stuff? This this the conference wasn't that good. And like press conference, we gave it all bad ranking stuff. But like when I went back and thought about the announcement, like yeah, they don't have the third party announcements there, but first party stuff's great and it's Fire Emblem stuff it's like it would have been nice to have it there That's but true. doing these directs is their style people yep. just gotta know that February's gonna have an F-Zero event don't worry about it it's coming I can just announce <laughs> it for you now there's gonna be an F-Zero event and they're just gonna announce all their F-Zero games he's adorable though look how cute he is so let's talk about another F-Zero new hope? game that was announced in this direct uh, Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia uh, what? It's a remake of Fire Emblem Gaiden. Uh, it's a 3DS game. Oh. And uh, Fire Emblem Gaiden was a Famicom game. Never made it to the US. Wow, really? Yep. Uh, so they're using the kind of story cool. and some of the aspects like you, uh, as opposed to regular Fire Emblem games, which is turn-based battles, mm-hmm. uh, there's like dungeon crawling in this Fire Emblem game. Oh. And like uh, really cool, like f- kind of free roaming aspects of the map. Uh, things that you couldn't do in a typical Fire Emblem game. And they're bringing that to 3DS. Hmm. I think the real shocker here is the date. 
uh, May nineteenth. Oh, yeah. Wow, really? Yeah, that's so, soon. So that's like four months from announcement to release. That's really cool. I love when companies tight. do that. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool, and it's cool to see them supporting the 3DS with a new game so shortly after the Switch's release. So it's cool. Yeah, I just wonder how long that'll last. We think a year, Brad. What do you think? About a year sounds right. Yeah. The, uh, they got to focus on Switch. They so have to. Damiani, you like Fire Emblem. Do you like this game? Do you like what you saw in this game announcement? Yeah, them bringing out any of the ones that haven't come out here officially is great. Yeah. And the fact that they're doing it as like a full-blown remake. Yeah. So it's saying, yeah, we're just going to port the latest effort. And like, they could just like port it in like, here's it on Virtual Console. It'll be on Ooh. Switch Virtual Console. Here you go, like Earthbound. Like, here's yeah. Earthbound That's and stuff. That's sweet, man. Just me more Anything's games, good, man. but yeah. like just, Feels good, man. They are putting a lot of like, sorry. They're putting a lot of effort into Fire Emblem stuff, and it's yes. making me happy. Me too. So mm-hmm. like, I cannot wait to see that Switch one. I know we're going back to the Switch one real quick, but mm-hmm. then they show that one off a console, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, what's cool? I mean, this Valentia thing is like, it's there's a ton of effort behind it. I'm actually more excited about Valentia than I was for Fates. Uh, yeah. It it looks like it's not a filler sequel. It looks like they're not being lazy with this remake. They're putting a lot of effort into it, and they're treating that old game with respect. They're like, hey, we actually like the story that was told in an old Famicom game. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, like that. It it shows a lot of like effort on that. So I, I did kind of have a little bit of a slight bias against you know Fates Conquest and that and the the one that just came out, the yeah. most recent one after Awakening. It's like, man, they're just trying to cash in so quickly after awakening and like making two versions and there's a third version yeah, yeah three versions oh it all that stuff just kind of turned me off <laughs> me too it might have been great i still haven't touched it to this day apparently it is i great. own it i have a, all Wait. the whole box set and everything you yeah. guys haven't played them no, no. i just i played like i played awakening it was, <laughs> that just turned me off i was like i'm conceptually, same boat we're, was, we're in the same boat right now i was not very like that but, but you love pokemon and there's two versions every time and i love fire emblem oh i don't because i have i used to have to review pokemon and i was like i don't want two versions why are there two versions Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I cared about for the troll version, but uh, Fire Emblem, like this is great they're doing this, but again the console version just because there's so <laughs> many go back to the console Sorry, again. Because they did right. so many things in the console version that they haven't done in the handheld one since. What like the use of geography and stuff, like the battle environments were way more complex and stuff. Okay, uh, then you're the, talking about like the Wii and GameCube games. Yes. Okay. I want to see them go more in that direction again. Like They're that's go nuts that's my there. hope. Like I want to yeah. see like giant like castles and stuff of multi. Uh, like, yes, like that's what mm-hmm. I want to say. I don't want yep. just like the flat. There's just some obstacles in the way. Like the, they're good. The, the handheld ones are always like really good. Mm-hmm. But there's a further layer of depth that they go into that they did dig into with the console versions. Uh, and finally, in that Nintendo Direct, we kind of predicted this would happen. They didn't talk about Fire Emblem Warriors a lot. Uh, but we did see gameplay, yeah. For the, uh, yeah. Which you know the the tease in the in the Switch thing kind of ended with like oh, it looks like a character model and close up. Uh, we got to see some gameplay of it. What was your impression of this? The way that Fire Emblem Warriors looks. I mean, it just looked like hey, it's Hyrule Warriors, but they're gonna make it with Fire Emblem. Like yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. Looked better. It looked a little bit better. It looked a little bit little better. Bit They're kind of outlining the character models with a black, a thin black yeah. line. Oh, yeah. Um, it doesn't look great, and I can kind of see why they kept it out of the Switch. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It, like, it, doesn't, it does not look stellar. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like it doesn't have to be on the... Like, this is like is this really even texting the Switch, which is right. supposedly powerful? But, I mean, yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice, especially because of the maps and stuff. Like, they might be able to do cool things with that. Plus, I don't know, it'll be cool to see. That's one of the things with Fire Emblem. Like, you see the 3D battle animations, like, in the SRPG. Yeah. 
But for me, I kind of turn those off after a while. It's like I don't have ten hours to get right. through like this one battle. I never turn them off. I like them so. They're yeah, so well animated. They're probably so cool, dude. They're, they're, they're cool. So but after a point, I'm like I've seen, I've seen Ike do ether like thirty times. Like, ether. Ether. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, all right, I, it's cool, but never I wears off. Don't need to see it. It's gonna be seeing this in full three D now. Like doing it, like you could be like, yeah, yeah. It'll get boring after a while, but it'll be nice to see it like fully realized in a giant three D. It'll not get boring because we'll be changing classes so much. So a new class with new attacks. I want to see how they do promotions that yeah. game. Like when you like you start as like warrior, you get promoted like you know, f- you know fighter, fighter. Jones promotions are basically like evolutions. Like your class starts okay. off looking like this, and then you have a path of which which way you want to promote the character class, and then they evolve, and their armor turns into cool things, and they have new moves and attacks. I love stuff yeah, like, like that. It's really like cool Ranger stuff. And became a lord. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Ranger lord. lord. <laughs> and then you kind of you level that up, and then you demote them, and then they retain some of their old abilities. So they uh, like uh, you could cool. be like a mounted like lance person, and when you get promoted, you become like a knight. Mm-hmm. But then you can also get like a set, like, if you were a spear person, you could also now use a sword. You can pick one of another weapon, so you can use a sword and axe in addition to your spear. It's cool. like walking nice. into a rock paper scissors match with two hands. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's good with two hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so that's basically everything that was in the fire. Oh, also, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is coming to new 3ds. Sorry, what's up, Jones? Well, it's funny. It's like it's kind of like getting kids to eat Warriors. vegetables. Fire Warriors. Sorry, like. Ahead. Like, Fire Emblem Warriors, I feel, is kind of like a plate of broccoli, like, whether you like broccoli or not. And, like, if you'd, like, given it to the Nintendo fans, like, at the Switch reveal, it'd be like, ah, uh, it just wouldn't have fit. But if you, like, slip it in your kid's lunch, you know, like, then they're at the cafeteria the next day, and, oh, all right, I'll eat my broccoli. You yeah. Know, like, you, you hold it off, you, you let people wait, you know, they hunger for that gameplay. It's like, oh, I know it's going to look exactly like Hyrule Warriors, but... I'm just curious about it. Yeah, and then it's you, a good you point, give the Jess. details later. You see the gameplay later. You turn something that could be not exciting into excitement. Because uh, I think just that by delay. I think after the Switch event, a lot of us were asking, like, is that it, or is that all they chose to show? And right now, we we have a little more evidence that it was all they chose to show, yeah. as opposed yeah. to that was it. And so maybe you're right. Maybe and yeah, and it also you know raises questions about like, ooh, that No More Heroes three or like, or, or, is there is there other stuff that we haven't seen? Mm-hmm. Um, Animal Crossing. If you're skeptical. Switch. Yeah. Let's go. Animal Crossing's obviously in development. I need it. Obviously, yeah, exactly. But I need a real one, man. Not a meme festival. Why not a cool little trailer? Why not show it? What was wrong with that? Um, Uh, Okay, just want to make it clear because I did say it wrong. You got to wait for some random day in April and then you do it. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors is the one coming to new 3DS as well. It's only new 3DS or is it Switch also? Switch also. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of like how Hyrule Warriors had a 3DS version. Yeah. Okay. Okay kind of stinky oh the the uh thing though is that it'll be new only you will not yeah. be able to do uh, yeah they're doing that Final memorials okay. on the old digital 3ds now cool uh we have a couple more game announcements man right. what a fun week banner saga 3 mm-hmm. kicked off a kickstarter this week wow uh developer stoic uh is doing that the big significance behind that is that banner saga 1 was a kickstarter project hugely successful made yep. way more money than they ever imagined banner saga 2 we got this. Don't worry. We don't need a Kickstarter for this. And now for Banner Saga 3, Kickstarter. Again. Like, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's cool. I mean, that's cool. It's way cool. Um, one thing, it, like, my takeaway is it makes me scared for game designers. You want them to have two successful games and just be set. Like, oh, you should be able to make all the games you want now, right? Yeah. And like, no, we we still need more. We even have, they have a publisher lined up, and they and they said in their video, we still we need more funding to really make this as big as we want it to be, and have all these animations and cutscenes and things like that, music. Uh, and so it's just it's expensive. 
game development is expensive and it, and it bums me out that they're not hugely successful where they could buy their own studio and live there and things like yeah. that I guess well, didn't they, I think they said it like they wanted more freedom with designing it because probably they worked it too with someone else oh a publisher probably you mean as much freedom like, as they wanted you know kind I know of what you're saying yeah so they probably probably that's probably a big factor for it they're probably like oh man we really want control of this again yeah but uh, yeah I hope it does good Those you're right Brad I, I didn't even think about that that is another factor when people are just crowdfunding you, you can't yeah. do whatever you want, basically. Yeah. What was it 200000 I think? I think that they want. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think they were all at 50 when I checked it this morning. Yeah. They're on their way. Yeah, I'm sure they'll hit it. People love that game, or those games, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure they want more than 200k. I think you just well, start there. Of course, there. yeah. Weird yeah. strategies. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's cool though. Uh, it didn't honestly look very different from the no, Grand Saga one no. and two. It looks like they want to make it a trilogy. It looks like this. They just want to end it with this one in yeah. a big way. And uh, if you want to support that, check that out. Check out Banner Saga 3. Last game announcement I'm pretty excited about. This is a really weird one. Cars 3. Now, normally, okay. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, Kyle, why are you bringing up Cars 3 on this podcast? I'm skipping. I'm fast-forwarding. What, what, why would you bring up that's a big deal? Okay, so this is why Cars 3 is a big deal. Tell me. The developer of Cars 3... Let me start with the publisher. The publisher is Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. <laughs> okay. That's WB. Yeah. Making a weird. Disney game. Yeah. How does that? What? Somebody's got to. Yep. Somebody's got to, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, John. There's, there's no more Disney Interactive. So. Spiteful comment right there. To make this game, to make Cars 3, a, a Disney franchise, a Pixar franchise, Warner Brothers Interactive and Entertainment revived Avalanche Studios, the developers of Disney Infinity. That's crazy. Just brought them back, brought back their CEO. You're, hey, you're the head of your old, uh, I should get his name. Blackburn? Uh, yeah, Blackburn, John Blackburn. Go to Blackburn. Yeah, he got his job back. Him. Yeah, yeah, Jones got his like, scoops. Yeah, Johnny Warner Brothers comes in and just like, John. hey, do you want, do you want to just have that studio back? He's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, please, please. Warner Brothers like, sure. All of you keep your jobs. I'm not positively not all of you, but yeah. So this is so weird. So in conjunction with Pixar Animation and DCPIM, which is our new Disney Interactive, that's Disney Consumer Products and Interactive Media. That might be an acronym I gotta learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what was the name of that crazy Microsoft division that they have that was like it was like electronics and fun things? Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. Like, I forgot they, about they, that. Like change their name and they're yeah. like, eh, we'll call it games in the division anymore. Yeah, it's like, that's what that is. Old, I think it was like two different Disney departments that got merged. Actually, Disney Consumer Products and Interactive Media. <laughs> there was a Consumer Products department. Sure, obviously there was, and now the interactive media is pulled in. Uh, so WBIE is somehow making a game in conjunction with Disney. It's Cars 3, and they brought back Avalanche Studios. Yeah. Jones, how did this, how did this happen? How does, it, how does Warner Brothers get involved? I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, baffled I have an by idea. this. I have an idea. Did, yeah. Uh, Disney's, like, pitching their IPs around, I think, a lot more now to other outside studios. Yeah. Like, they did it with Spider-Man and Somniac. Yeah. I mean, that's what they just, said. They're shopping their IPs around. Yeah. And seeing what companies come up with. And I'm shocked Warner Brothers said to us. Maybe it's because they've done so much Lego money. stuff. Yeah, they love yeah, money. They love licensing stuff. Yeah. The thing is, like, money. Warner Brothers is in with Lego. When they do a Lego movie, that's all WB money. They're like, right. yeah, make that money. Yeah. Warner Brothers, what are you doing with Disney? <laughs> Making money. That's what they're doing. I guess, yeah. Getting yeah. a piece of Disney yeah. pie. Yeah. <laughs> Disney cash. It's weird. It's weird because they seem to be rivals, you know? It's like that whole thing when Jones, you're telling me about how, like, uh, in Roger Rabbit, that... Uh, <laughs> That uh, Mickey's got to be on the same time as Bugs Bunny. Like, oh. they have to share screen time, equal frames. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're old rivals. It's just so weird to see them like, yeah, let's make Cars 3. Let's do it. What's what if, up? What if like, this could be a goodwill thing as well. If 
WB, I mean, they want money, mm-hmm. but they do a good job with this and it does well. It opens the door to Disney's like, hey, here's another property of ours. Little thing, like, Cars is huge property, yeah. but like, hey, maybe we, we want to make more games uh, for, for Star Wars or Marvel. Warner Brothers, would you like to take a crack at this or something? Yeah. Like, would you, you know, hey, Rocksteady, uh, instead of making, you know, Batman games, would you like to make a Wolverine game or something? There's, the crazy thing about that, Damiani, is yes, obviously, I think Rockstar would love to make a Wolverine Rock, game. Uh, Rocksteady. Rocksteady would love to make a Wolverine game. Uh, the weird thing is, though, WB can kind of manage the costs of a Batman game because it promotes Batman and WB makes more money off Batman. If Batman's mm-hmm. a huge success amongst teenagers, it just makes more money for them coming in. If they start doing stuff for Disney, they get no benefits from that. And that's what's so weird to me. Yeah, like I, I, I get the downside is like you're actively while you're making money off of that, you're still promoting the competition. Yeah. But if it's such huge properties, like that's kinda hard to say no to as well. Like you have your brand associated, mm-hmm. like Warner Brothers being associated now with like Marvel and Star Wars, Disney stuff. Like that's it. It's like their exposure. Like they're one, they're making money, and then like if it leads to more games and stuff, people like start associating. Oh, Warner Brothers Interactive. Yeah, they guys make all the Disney games and stuff, and like Disney can't say that anymore. Like we yeah. don't make the Disney games. Yeah. Like Looks we, we're the IP owner, but like we don't like Warner Brothers are the big shots. Like they're the ones going to the panels. They're the developers getting all the interviews on Kotaku and stuff. They're like. You're the people you want to talk to and stuff. I, I I don't know. Like I think that's what they're looking at at the bigger picture. But this is maybe this is them dipping their toes in the water. Like let's see how this goes. Let's try this one yeah. deal. Yeah. Cars. See how it goes. Works out. Maybe we go from there. Because here's the thing. Brad says like make that money. I think this game will be good, and I think it will sell like crazy. Oh, cars. cars oh yeah, it could definitely sell like crazy. I wonder how long it's been in development. I mean, cars is coming out this summer. I think. I don't know if they'll make that. Do you think it'll it'll have to be like a super like kid friendly game? I guess then, right? Oh like yeah, a Disney maybe. Infinity. Yeah, it's I gonna will, be, like it's I'm gonna just trying to think game. like how simple it'll be like and what they'll put it on and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, Jones. I mean, you're very familiar with what the studios put out. Do you think they can right. make a good Cars game? Well, Toy Story Three was the last non Infinity thing, and I love that yes. game. Yeah. I love Toy Story. 3. So imagine like if you could customize your own cars, if you could visit all of the worlds that were on all of the different Cars movies. It's mm-hmm. not just three, you know, you can actually go back and, like, go to Radiator Springs and... Yeah, because I hate the Cars movies. I'm stoked about this game. I despise those movies. You love Mater. Don't lie to me. <laughs> hey, Mater. Oh, my God. We didn't roll for the Prove It ticket. Oh, let's roll. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm kind of hosting. I was about to, I was about to, like, do I have the Prove It ticket? Can I use two. this? All right, so, Damiani, you win the Prove It ticket. What level is it? It's prove It level two. Oh. So, not only do you have Prove It, you also have Take It Back. Take it back. When you gave me that the look, the aside, I thought that was like a prove it check. You were like, should I, should I, should I prove it, Jones? But no. Yeah. Oh man, I, I would have used it. it like he willed three it times into already. his hands. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, I want to do one more quick little segment, and this is just something that popped up. Actually, we'll save that for after the break. Let's do this little thing. Uh, as long as as well as those game announcements, we had some bundle announcements. Normally, I don't really cover cover bundle announcements, but I thought it might be interesting. Sure. Just toss these out and see. Uh, cover it quickly. So Xbox One S has two new bundles: uh, Halo Wars Two mm-hmm. and Forza. Mm. Nice. They've corrected me in the in the yeah. chat in the yep. comments. Forza, Forza, like pizza. They For- said, yeah, pizza. Forza, like pizza. Forza Horizon Two, uh, two bundles for that: the 500 gigs and the one terabytes. So if you want one terabyte bundle, that's going to be 350. If you want that 500, if you're cool with that, that's 300, which I'm cool with. Yeah, I would much rather do yeah. that, to be honest with you. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, those that those are the new games that come with Xbox One S. Basically, that's going forward with I guess until summer probably. Yeah. Those are the games that you're looking at 
buying an Xbox One with. Halo Wars, really? An RTS? Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty bold, I feel like. But, you know, they're, they're, probably, they're a smart company, so... Yeah. Maybe. I, I think, think uh, Forts is a good... Forts is the pick. one. Yeah, Forts is the one pick, that everybody yeah. loved. It's the one Xbox exclusive that sold really well and got great reviews. Yeah. It's cool. I think that's cool. DLC's model. been great. Yeah. So Especially... You can get in later and get a discount on the whole package. Yeah. I feel like uh, Scorpio or whatever probably won't even be out this year, so... I think it's a little ways off Wait, still. what, Brad... Yes, yeah. it is. Now what? we got to start a Scorpio you conversation. See that, uh, I wish you see that, that. Uh, Phil Spencer tweet. Oh he, no! Like he just said, I played my first like Scorpio. Yeah, it could just still come now. out this year. Yeah, it's January. I'm just saying, man. We didn't see PS4 Pro until September, and then it came I out know. in November. I'm just saying, man. It couldn't easily not come out this year. Oh, it's coming. Okay. I don't even want to start talking to Scorpio. There's a lot of. Uh, there was a leak uh, from. Well, too late. We're doing uh, it now. Yeah, because I always feel responsible. Like once it comes up, to kind of like give it lip service. Well, we'll just yeah. Uh, Digital Foundry caught, uh, I guess, a fact sheet that was released after E3 of 2016 uh, detailing the Scorpio specs, and they were what they were. I don't know if those are still what it is, Mm -hmm. and that's why I didn't really want to cover it too much this week. Sure. Um, Yeah, and Phil Spencer's been tweeting a lot about that thing. Uh, Yeah, I think it's coming along. Brad, it's definitely coming out this year. So I know it's real. I mean, final I mean name. I'm fine if it comes out this year. It's final player. name? So I know the real final name. Oh, that's, yeah. That's really going to determine how well Xbox it sells. Xbox what? They need that name. It's not Scorpio. Xbox <laughs> 2. We'll even have an Xbox in the title. Oh, oh Microsoft. Bo- yeah. Something. Bold Bossman there. No, no, no. Honestly, <laughs> I think it'll be called Xbox One something. We'll have those debates way, way later. Uh, but I think it'll one, one plus. Xbox Windows. Xbox oh, no. Windows, get Xbox out of here. Windows. <laughs> the other cool thing that was announced, uh, and I don't, yeah, why am I covering this? Because I think it's slightly interesting. Uh, a new model of the new 3DS XL that is modeled after Pikachu, uh, as well as, I guess, the information, Blood said it's tied in, that the 3DS, the fam- 3DS family, just had its best-selling quarter of its entire life. Pokemon, the, man. We sold more. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think it's hugely the Pokemon, oh, Pokemon yeah. effect. Humongous. Because, um, yeah, I guess that was a, like one of the best-selling Pokemon games of in that time span. Uh, crazy. Uh, up against, like, Red and Blue, probably. Um, so, yeah, I guess the 3DS is doing very well right now. Better than Nintendo, I think, expected it to. I think it expected this to peter off as well and, you know, and going into the Switch. Hmm. And so it is weird we say the, the 3DS is one more year despite the, time, despite the fact that it's peaking right now. It's still accelerating. Uh, that is crazy. Uh, and I guess it's crazy they put out this new model of it to continue supporting the 3DS despite marketing the Switch as a mobile platform. Yeah. Well, they have such a huge install base already. Mm-hmm. So why not put stuff on it? But uh, yeah. And that's the thing is they're selling. It's like, I yeah. guess we got to keep selling these things. We're yeah. making money off them. Why not keep doing it? Here, have a Pikachu version, everybody. Yeah. As Damiani says, Pokemon sold huge in the fall. Let's do more. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Sun and Moon's a really good game. I honestly think that Pokemon Go helped it out a ton. Oh, oh yeah. Were, yeah, people oh, had the my fever. God. Yeah. So many new people. And I I wonder, I, I don't know if this just worked out that way, but I feel that uh, there's a lot of ties in Pokemon Sun and Moon to the, the to, to Red, to the beginnings of that franchise. Yeah. It's a perfect, I, I, you know, from what I can tell, it's one of the best recent Pokemon games for completely new players to just, like, jump into. Yeah. Uh, um, it seems seems very welcoming as a, as a game. It's not kind of like, yeah, oh, that crazy thing that went down in X and Y. It's like, yeah. no, you're on vacation. Pokemon, go get them. 
Um, Do you say like a MOBA? Would you say down oh, there? Oh, the island region. Alola. 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 It's like, yeah, yeah. like, come on. Yeah, Alola. Welcome everybody. to Alola. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're so inviting here. <laughs> but I, I just wonder if that was intentional, if they knew... Go was coming and was Go was going to be big. It's like they did not know it'd be as big as. Let's it was. do what There's we no can way. to yeah. make the you know this this a very welcoming Pokemon game because yeah. we'll have a bunch of people that are like okay well now I know what a Diglett is so I should probably play this other game. <laughs> and it, it was one of the best selling games of the year if you combine them. Just yeah. sold Huge better than most other games. Like it's yeah. crazy, crazy big fan crazy. base too. Yeah, uh, and then the, and the crazy like the fan base is growing yeah. for a Pokemon to be like growing as this late in. The franchise still to be like. I think a lot of the fan base hasn't cool. left it yet, though. Still, that started with it. Yeah, they're still around. Like yeah, you. you're still there, dude. I'm still there. Still. If they get on Switch, get even bigger. Oh my god. I'm in for reals. If it's on Switch, Pokemon Stars, please be real. That's just what I've wanted since Game Boy. We originally. didn't do a thing where we went through all the rumors that we did. I just can't wait for the Switch and like cross them all off because yeah. I still believe in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe that Rabbids game is coming. I, I want <laughs> I, I, I believe that's coming too, dude. I believe it. Oh. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's podcast halftime. Oh, the following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of January. Michael Kozachenko, who you can find at Misha Koz. Mango. Simon Anderson. iKeyless. Need a new car key or remote? iKeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 75% off of the dealership's prices. If you type an offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, and Call of Duty. You can see their work and hear their work at www.sweetjustice.audio. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking about Scorn. Scorn's been here from the beginning. Yeah, I know. And what's cool about Scorn an institution. is Scorn doesn't put out a lot of trailers. But we talk about Scorn weekly on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. We watched one, I remember. Yeah. That was awesome. It's freaky. Freaky game. Well, I like that idea. I like us starting this new venture and then almost immediately, you know, buddying up with, you know, uh, this developer that is making this really interesting game. But it might not be I'm trying to find a parallel here. We're also very interesting. We're also trying to find an audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're starting off together. Right. Scorn doesn't have... A, a fan base like Pokemon does. Yeah. It's funny too because, you know, like what we do all the time is debate. We rank the significance of this yeah. industry. You know, uh-huh. we debate like what's more important, yeah. one thing or the other. And I love just being like, oh no, score, of course. <laughs> the score is awesome. <laughs> There's no question. You know, like I could just write, I could just put that one game into a totally separate category of just constantly thumbs up. Somber. Knowing, yeah, yes, knowing I'm not, you know, not going to score it, not going to review it, not going to do anything official because they are a sponsor. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. We Just didn't. We haven't said that, that in a long time. I we love ha- horror, and that game looks freaky as hell. Yep. We'll never review the game. Sorry, Scorn. Um, okay, so I wanted to, before we do love and respect, I wanted to cover one more thing that's pretty interesting to me. All right. Uh, basically, earlier this week, Tekken Seven announced its release date, Ooh. which is June second, much later than anyone anticipated, because Ooh. earlier they said tw- early 2017. Uh, 
And then we have um, Injustice 2's release date is May 16th. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So there's two huge, fighting big games, budget yeah. fighting games coming out month apart. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty interesting to me because for a few reasons. One, we don't get a lot of big budget fighting games. This is a franchise that's had a hard time over the past few years, I would say. Street Fighter 4, I think, revitalized fighting games. I think they were kind of, like, sinking before mm, then. And I think yeah, another like revitalization... I think so, for sure. Uh, ...was Mortal Kombat 9. Another huge yep. uh, comeback yep. for that franchise, definitely. And which was weird, because it was kind of moving off the momentum of Mortal Kombat versus DC. Uh, but uh, Mortal Kombat X sold, like, crazy last year, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and so we're kind of at this phase where Street Fighter 5... Did not have a huge launch last year. Street Fighter V didn't sell like crazy yeah. last year. I think these two games might sell better. They certainly have appear to have bigger budgets. Is um, Tekken on Xbox? Yep. Whole other console right there, dude. Yeah. Whole other install base. That uh, helps. And also Tekken will be on PC, too. Oh, great. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh Though I guess Street Fighter Five was also on PC, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think that's pretty crazy. I just wanted to kind of look at those two games against each other and against video games in general. I just is it weird that we have that two of the bigger budget launches of those two months will be fighting games? Why not, Damiani? Um, I I mean I don't see. I think they're far enough apart. I think they're different enough audiences for those two games um, that they'll be fine. Um, I also think the timing of those is they needed to get both those out because of uh, Evo in July for their like big fighting game right. debut. So Tekken probably looked at it, and I know they said early they're probably like, "Hey, like we we need to get this out, and we need to give it enough time so people can get competitive." Well, sorry, it's already you can already play it. You just it's a console version, right? It was at Evo last y- year, yeah. Actually. Like the it's still yeah, but for like Injustice, it's like, "Hey, we we got to get this out with some time, you know, so people can play it." And it's like. May. That's good enough. That's like two months. Because they've done it before. Because, like, they've done updates to games. Like, new versions have come out only a few months before Evo's major major fighting game tournament. And they've made the announcement, hey, all the new stuff, this is the version we're using at Evo, so you better get used to it. I think it kind of drives that frenzy. It's kind of like pe- fighting game people view it as, oh, this is like the... I mean, it's not the, the official road to Evo because it's the name of a tournament stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's on the way leading to Evo. So, to, like... It's, it feeds that craze of we got a new fighting game. We got to dig into it and stuff. We got to like look at everything. We got to get ready and stuff. I think, and then it energizes the FGC around it, which might get it more traction within mainstream because it's popping up in stories and stuff, saying like, "Oh, they're talking about this game, talking about this game." Yeah. But especially Injustice, I think Injustice will be fine. It, mm-hmm. it actually mm-hmm. doesn't need that. I think Tekken mm-hmm. might need that a little bit more, mm-hmm. just because it's coming out later. Yeah. But Injustice is going to be big. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think that'll be fine, like on its own, regardless of anything I just said about FGC stuff. Like, and May is a good time. Like, May is usually used to be viewed as like a big month for games like coming out you know because summer is usually like summer drought and then like may is the big like big release before the drought and then you have the holiday releases oh i, I think yeah. it's a great time for both of them yeah uh what's weird about what you what you touched on with evo though is because it, the people competing i would say are, are t- hardcore right oh, they're, yeah. they're a small oh. part percentage of the people oh. who buy it but i think evo is becoming so huge that as a spectator yes. sport a spectator game uh, people, a lot of people are watching it just casually. That's the point I was trying to make. Like, yeah. I, I get that. Like, the people actually participating in it, mm. they're very, they're, they're awesome, but they're a small 
portion of like the sales that these companies are hoping mm-hmm. for. Yeah. But it's the exposure yeah. and it's the frenzy around it that it's going to get picked up and the exposure is going to get on that stream when it's at Evo. Mm-hmm. This is insane. So, the, of course, they want to time it as close to that release. Was Injustice 2 going to be there? I, Was that announced? Uh, I saw we just we were literally just looking at the lineup. I yeah, apologize. Yeah. I don't want to say yes, no, because I don't have to make a correction. But okay. I, I know Mortal Kombat's not because XL's on the vote one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember if Injustice 2 is on there or Dang. not of uh, the eight other games on there. Yeah. I want to say yes. I know Tekken 7 is 100% yeah, on there. Yeah, Tekken 7's on there. Uh, both Smash Brothers, but... Um, I have Street to, Fighter? I have Killer to, Instinct's not on there either. Killer Instinct's not on there. It's Street Fighter Five. Uh, it's guilty. It's one Guilty Gear. Mm-hmm. It's one uh, Blaze, Blaze Blue. Blue. Uh, two Smash Brothers. Gotta have them both. Uh, Tek- Tekken. Yep. Uh, crap. What, it might. It might. I think it might, it might be, be on it. Because usually the big. Ne- Damiani, could you look it up? Yeah, could you look be able it up. To that? Usually they're big. Now. Yeah, like their big release each time is usually at Evo. They get the one year there at the very least. And yeah. Mortal Kombat and Justice has been before, and Mortal Kombat has definitely been there before. So. I, I'm sorry, I just didn't memorize all freaking... Uh, so, Jones, yeah. when, when you look at big budget games and the money that developers spend on games and publishers spend on games, I would think that fighting games are a little risky. And so, to me, it's really encouraging to see uh, these two games treated uh, as tentpole releases. Uh, wh- like, what do you think is, is... Are they viable as big budget games, as big selling games? I, I mean, I guess Mortal Kombat X did it. Yes, right. What makes or- it work? What makes that work? Uh, it's really hard for me to have a frame of reference on Tekken. Like, I don't know what, especially because it's not, it's not as easy as following a Tekken 1, mm-hmm. 2, 3. It's, a tag it's like, uh, There's, Tekken 1, it's okay. Right. Tekken 2, great. <laughs> Tekken 3, best selling. And then, <laughs> Wasn't like Tag Tournament a revolution? Wasn't that like one of the best in the series? Uh, like, Tag Tournament's came... a good one. And Tag Tournament 2, a lot of people like. Right. And yeah, obviously when I say brrr, it's not like they all sucked, but so sales just, So just like the idea of like, why would you bring, why would you bring Tekken back now? Why is this the year for Tekken? Whereas something like an Injustice, it's like, I, you know, I just see DC being really desperate. Like we're about to make a Justice League movie. We're about mm-hmm. to introduce all sorts of other, you know, we tried and failed a Suicide Squad. Like <laughs> we're, 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 we're testing the waters. We want to match Marvel with, let's, you know, get some TV shows and some an- animated series and some uh, regular, you know, live action primetime TV shows around as many characters as we possibly can. This is another opportunity to introduce more people to those characters. Sure. Remind people like what Wonder Woman looks like, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And, and Justin 2, Injustice 2 is a part of the official lineup for Evo. Nice. And King of Fighters 14. Yes. Oh, I forgot all about it. Nice 14 was awesome. the one I was forgetting. Sorry. Okay. So, I like that game. Yes. So, so I can still Injustice get to Evo. Is there. So the okay. whole argument I was making, like, yes. It, it's gonna get that exposure and stuff. Yeah, yeah which is man. huge. The fighting games are like still alive and kicking. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love Evo. I, it's there's not a lot of events like it no. uh, that are as huge as it is that cover as many games as it does. It's really cool. It's yeah. it's really a, just a blast to watch, and I love the production behind it all. Uh, okay, before we move on, um, well, actually, Brad, I don't know. I don't know if I really got your gauge on this. Uh, do you think? Either of those games will fail the way that Street Fighter Five. I don't want to say it failed, but... I think their expectations, especially for Tekken, will be tempered, I would say, more than Street Fighter. Okay. Because they probably saw the success of Four. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, street, we're Street Fighter, you know? We are fighting games kind of thing. Yeah. And it just kind of, like, didn't perform as well as they were probably hoping. Yeah. But, like, Tekken... I think Tekken knows what it is and, like, expects what to sell. Uh, I'm sure Injustice will do great. Characters everyone knows... Huge IP loss one did great. So I'm sure they're expecting that to do just fine. Can I toss out a theory? Yes. Here we go. Mortal Kombat X did sell great. Yep. People liked it. 
uh, despite it had some nasty, nasty oh, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. pay for fatality things like that that you could do. <laughs> right, they yeah. were optional, of course. But I think that there was just so much stuff in Mortal Kombat X that people really like buying Story it. mode. There you story go. Story mode is story mode. I think That's, the story mode in Street Fighter yeah. hurt it. Yep. It, it hurt it bad. Well, and it didn't come till way later. That, right? I mean, not having it. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. The, yeah, there you go. Like I, You keep going to Street Fighter Five. I'm assuming in a previous podcast you talked about, like Five just launched incomplete. It yeah. was rushed like, out. Personally, for yeah. me, it hurt the game for me. Yeah. I barely played that game. Right. I bought it and I played like a couple rounds. I was like, all right, I'm done. You didn't. So you didn't download the story mode when it came out? No, I haven't played it since. Wow. Yeah. I was just like, eh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And right. Tekken 7 was supposed to come out soon. It was it was my Pop-Tart for the first three months of the year. Didn't make it. My Pop-Tart got cold. Uh, but the reason I think it's delayed is so it doesn't feel like Street Fighter Five when it yeah, launches. Yeah, I think they so it is complete. That so the entire like, story is yeah. ready to go. It's like, it's smart. It'd be a smart thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually really excited about both of these games because of their weird story modes, and I think that and does so different too, give it that mass great. market appeal. They're yeah, completely different fighting games. Well, yeah. and, and uh, Mortal Kombat and Injustice both had a very deli- what felt like a very deliberate DLC plan. You know, that, yes. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that when cool. after launch we just kind of got on that train and just you know like a couple months it was just new characters and um, getting the alien and all sorts of all, like all that crazy stuff with Mortal Kombat. That's what's cool, Jones. Thank you about that alien. I think it's a really cool thing because. It's good DLC. A lot of DLC you kind of feel cheated out of, just like uh, you took that out of the game. They obviously didn't take the alien out of the game. That <laughs> yeah, was obviously yeah. an extra idea. <laughs> right. And I remember when Mortal Kombat X and people are playing through the story mode, there's a bunch of characters who pop up and you fight in the story mode. Yeah. That, and a lot of people assume, like, oh, they just took them out of the game. They're going to be DLC later. They never showed up as DLC. Like Rain, the purple ninja, never showed up as DLC. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't DLC. You were all wrong. Uh, so I think that's kind of cool. You're right. I think they actually do DLC well. Is it just all feels like extra stuff? Yeah. Interesting extra stuff. That was Freddy too, right? It was Mortal Kombat X. Freddy, yeah. Jason, yeah. Uh, Leatherface, and Alien. Wasn't Jason Mortal Kombat Nine? No, he was in this one too. There were Sorry, cu- there were a couple I got of like, my, crazy robot combatants. Jason, like oh yeah, there was like Jason's Friday characters. the Thirteenth, right? Yes, yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Jason so I think Morty's. he was in Mortal Kombat X. Uh, I think they fit in well into that like horror film characters and like Mortal Kombat sure, super yeah. gory game. I think it like yeah fits together pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, Tekken Seven probably has DLC characters coming. This actually transitions well into the last point I want to make, the last discussion I want to have about these two fighting games. We have to figure out which one has the better pre-order character. Ooh. Now, both of these games allow you to play as one character if you pre-order the game, much like Mortal Kombat X did with Goro. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. But really, if you pre-order the game, you'll get this character who is on the disc immediately on day one. Tekken 7, Eliza. Now, you might not know Eliza if you're I a don't. Tekken fan. She's from Tekken Revolution, the free-to-play version of Tekken. She's a vampire lady. Cool. Okay. <laughs> cool. Injustice 2 has Darkseid. Darkseid? Whoa. Yeah. A little more hype for Darkseid. Uh, if you don't know who Darkseid is, he's like, uh, he's, he's the Thanos the of the DC guy. universe. Yeah, he's a big he's a big bad guy. Though I think that Thanos was made after Darkseid oh, by okay. like the same artist. I see. If we go into comic book history, and I think he's like kind of mocking him yeah, and stuff like that. Just give like uh, Darkseid. Yeah, I'll, I'll do another one of those. True. Oh, sure, whatever. Yeah. I'll give him like gauntlets <laughs> and gems, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jones... Give me the better pre-order incentive. Which one? Dark side for sure. Damiani. Dark side. Uh, dark side. I don't mean dark this side girl sweeps from, from Tekken. I would have done the vampire lady, Eliza. I mean, she sounds cool, but I don't. I don't have any context or anything yeah. like. And by the way, 
little editorial like that all sucks <laughs> that's all bad and dumb. i mean yeah it sucks yeah yeah it worked for mortal kombat x uh no, remember they used to put he would have step in at the end of every trailer yeah, oh yeah oh yeah it's just so dumb uh who's next i think is what it would say yeah yeah who's next? uh who's next to pre-orders but it, what yeah. they were asking really. <laughs> well that's a good line but it works it clearly it, worked it, for Mortal it Kombat definitely X. worked yeah and so i think tekken 7 is honestly looking a lot at that success and saying we should do that stuff yeah street fighter 5 did not have a pre-order now and get this character i think actually marvelous capcom 3 had pre-order now and you could get shuma gorath and jill valentine so it's not like a completely new idea yeah but uh yeah it's crazy but there you have it dark side wins pre-order Injustice 2 now. It is now time for love and respect. We didn't say pre-order now. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I can't. Oh, so, dude, last week, because uh, last week when, he, when Kyle first started playing, he went, Boo. And like I didn't hear it, yeah. and I went back and replayed that when yeah. I was editing the podcast like 20 times, because it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sound the followed mic. by you... <gasps> All right, let me try one more time. Oh. <laughs> okay, we still have to do love and respect at the time. None of us can hear it. <laughs> love and respect. respect. Okay. <laughs> All right, that so is, that's like just sad and depressing. I, think the picked it up. I can't wait to hear that later. Yeah. I don't hear a salute. Yeah. 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 Well, no, Rufus is better. He'll be fine. Rufus will be fine. I'll change the battery. Uh, Rufus is looking a little... Uh, <laughs> Our community sent us a lot of extra batteries. We're good. We're, are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you, are you, you're going to do some surgery? I'll do some surgery on Rufus. Episode? We'll okay. bring him back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying, Kyle. <laughs> but I, I mean, can I, can I just say professionally, Rufus, that I respect that, that, that you, you understood when to bow out? Like... Uh, my, um, for a while in the in-laws house, they had a, uh, 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 soap pump that would like play, I wish you a Merry Christmas or something, whenever you would use it. And that battery was dying for years. (laughs) And every Christmas, it would just slowly get more and more warm. I'm like, can we just put this in the trash, please? They're like, no, it's like a, you know, it's like a family heirloom, this soap dispenser. It sounds like a horror film. All right, I want to do I want to do a, a love and respect that I find a little challenging. This is t- hard for me to talk about, to be honest with you. So I'm, gonna, I'm curious how the panel will handle it. Handle it. A link to the past rights. Hello from Beantown, USA, allies. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this ongoing trend of vendors breaking street dates and selling hard copies of games before critical release. Uh, sorry, before official release of those games. Is this merely brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop stores' last-ditch attempts at competing with big chain stores and the ever-growing digital sales markets? And finally, do you think there is a solution that could benefit struggling businesses and prevent this trend from continuing, or has that ship sailed? Thank you all for your tireless efforts to entertain and delight this community. Love and respect, Eric. So, this is something I was not aware of before I moved to L.A., there's game shops you can go to who will break street date yeah. who will sell you a game before it yeah. comes out. And that is the best thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> it is to compete with the big Just boys. start the yeah, conversation to with the big boys. Yeah. by yeah. saying, woohoo. No, I mean, the feeling <laughs> the the is the best thing in the question world. question answers yeah. itself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's to combat the big boys. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, like the second part of the question, I, I'm sorry to jump ahead. I just don't know what you can do to compete, f- like, fairly, like some plan or something. It's like, 
places already have online pre-orders. Yeah. Like, how are you going to compete with, like, the Amazon, the Walmart, the GameStops? Like, no mom and pups. They're not going to get into that. Even if they go to become an Amazon vendor, they might find s- some little bit of success there, but that's not a way to thrive. Like, this is how they do it. And they're small enough that, you know, they sell out. They can order. They know they're going to get a big game. They know they can break street date. They order a lot more of it. The word gets out. You go buy it. They sell that inventory. That's a big payday for them. Mm-hmm. Happens every so often for just big releases. Big mm-hmm. releases are every now and then. It's not every single game no. that's going to work with this. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, on a personal level, I, yeah, I obviously did not want them to stop because, one, it's cool. One, besides, you know, being able to play a game early, for our own purposes, it's sometimes, you know, nice if it's like, the publisher does not send us a game. I'm going to be blunt here. The publisher yeah, does not send blunt. us a game. Exactly. And we, a asked, and we ask. And we ask yeah. for the stuff. And they just don't want to give it to us because we either view it as a small guy or they, for whatever reason, which can be anywhere like up to something as in they don't think we'll give it the score they hope we're going to give it. So they're just like, we'll send it to you later. You'll get a review copy. But you, you're not going to get it earlier like everyone else. This is the type of stuff. like It's the, the shady underground that like it's... The like the rebellion to like kind of even the playing field. Like if you ask me this, like like my like younger self before I got into this industry when I was like you know aspiring and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the type of crap I like champion immediately. Like, hell yeah! Like wasn't E3 let everyone in and stuff because like only IGN and them get to go. Like <laughs> if you're really there to cover stuff, why do they just say no to you? Who cares if you're not like a big person? Oh, only they get the games early. Like it's only like five people you get to trust the reviews. <coughs> If you're legitimately going to play through it and write an actual review and stuff and put the time and work into it, you should be allowed to do it too. Like, come on, like it's the only way to be fair and balanced and stuff, blah, blah, blah. So, like, all these, like, I know, like, I get, you know, the the, the stink guy from Blood Wars sometimes <laughs> when we have this conversation. Like, I like to push against, I, want, I personally like to push back more because I think PR and publishers... Gain, have gained more control in the past few years as there's been a transition to YouTube and personality driven yeah, stuff because they're more willing to play ball because they think they're being they're being treated like celebrities and they think they're like oh this is great I'm getting tons of viewers I'm getting exclusive stuff for stuff you know for exclusive stuff for free and like it's early and it's cool I just gotta be a little bit positive about it I can be positive about games and stuff you might be getting a little too blunt here Damiani <laughs> what you're no. accusing YouTubers of being like too nice to games there have definitely been instances of people have been caught like not that's why we have all the stuff now we have to copy provided by play. like you have to be transparent and stuff mm-hmm. they used to yeah that stuff all happened not as much anymore but like that's like the damage was kind of done mm-hmm. but PR people loved X like oh they're they're willing to they're 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 like the enthusiast fan. I go to a fan site. They just love us because they're getting a free game and they love the series. I will definitely give them a review copy. But if this outlet, and I know so and so is going to be reviewing this game, they have a history of not giving the greatest score. Maybe we send it to them a day before review day <laughs> instead of a week or two earlier. But also publication, it's like numbers. It uh, the the that stuff does happen a little bit. Not yeah. as uh, not as. Uh, widespread as people I see claim it to happen. I think the number one thing that determines a publisher to send you something is just your reach and exposure. Yeah. Right. Like if that's yeah. it. That is the bottom line and stuff. But like I've always kind of rooted for the small guy and stuff. It's like help them out. And back to the discussion yeah. we're talking about this is an avenue that like if you were live in one of those nice cities like move out to LA, move to New York City, move to Seattle, you know, a big town, big city you're more likely to find a store that's willing to do this 
if you look around and you might be able to get if you play ball like don't stream the whole damn game like a live like that stuff is crossing the line and crap when you do a full playthrough of the whole game but if you play it and you catch wind like oh everyone says the embargo is for this what if i just post my review then and stuff like you know i'm playing within the rules but i got the game early enough or even us it's like hey we know what the embargo is we just need a copy we'll just play it and post a review there we didn't break any rules like I it, think where that comes from, though, Damiani, is that sucks to know that I have to wait while other people are playing it because they just live next to one of those stores. I think while it's great for us to play that game early, it sucks more for everyone so else. It, yes, it does suck, but as long as you're using it to be part of the critical discussion, the discourse about the game, rather How than doing it... How many people do you think but, at but, the but, store are buying it like, oh, yeah, I'm getting this for critical going, discourse. They're going home to play it by yeah. themselves. They might tell yeah. it to some of their Facebook friends, but they're not going on there to like do a big-ass, like thousands of viewers live stream where you're going to spoil it for everyone. Like, hey, guys, I got RE7 before everyone else here. Uh, store, I'm not going to name, sold it to me, and I'm going to stream it in front of... Because, haha, take that, IGN and everyone else. I got the exclusive now. Like, the people are doing it for like celebrity status because they want to be like five minute famous. Yeah, that's I mean, the type of crap that sucks yeah. and is the that's inevitably still going to happen with this. Mm-hmm. And I feel for people have been waiting for like Final Fantasy fifteen like that with that coming out. Yeah, I felt for people like oh gosh, please go after all the streamers and shut that crap down immediately. So they did a mostly okay job of some people. So they're actually through. shutting people down. They did, but some people got like the endings. Like, you can't stop everything, but I think Eric's just talking about the feeling though, the feeling of people out there playing that game that I've been waiting for. Yeah. And they were just lucky. But there was like, just some store that sold it to them illegally. But there's some on the flip side, there are other people who don't care about the release date anymore. People are like, I, there's so many games coming out right now in this, the first quarter of this year. Are you good? Like you're telling me you're gonna be able to play unless you're Ben Moore. You're gonna be able to play <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2.8, Tales of Berseria, Gravity Rush 2, Yakuza Zero, Resident, Resident Evil 7. 7. All within a week's time. Digimon next week. Digimon. You're not gonna <laughs> no. be. No. Seven days is not enough for that. You're not getting all those on release day. Spread them out. You don't have to play a game on release day. Like the whole pre-order craze and stuff. Unless a game's gonna be a rare special edition, who cares about pre-ordering it? Like just you don't have to play it. Like uh, on release, Jones. Do you think publishers who sell these games have any obligation to make it stop? Do you think they should tell the mom and pops to like stop this? Should they police it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Do you think it hurts them? Like, I don't. I don't. That's know. what I wonder. Like, as Damiani talks through it, it almost feels like there is no victim. I guess the victim is the people who feel cheated that other people are playing the game before they are. That's the catch twenty two. Like, but like from my own. perspective, there's so many different tiers of getting access to a game before other people do you know like that that to me is just like one example like i've met people that are like friends with people that are in companies that'll get like and that'll be involved in crazy betas i didn't even know existed of games like what and they're just like oh yeah this game's cool and they're like oh yeah i like i like to play that i'm like i've never seen you at an event this whole year i've been to e3 and pax and all this stuff and that game wasn't there they're just like no i'm on the bed oh yeah it's my you know my 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 sister's married to the guy's dev, so I just sent me a key. I'm like, ah, you know, so like, there's always going to be that, you know, slow trickle out of access to a game leading up to launch, and this is just kind of the last. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Wild West, where it's just like the, the it's it's really just between the owner and that consumer, so you don't really have that like understandable relationship or or a line you can draw between one person who had access and one person who knew that person. <coughs> this is just like, I got it. Come in. You have cash. I give it to you. Yeah. And so I think that's why of all of those different levels of access leading up to launch, this one feels so, Brad, frustrating. So, Brad, the impression I'm getting from the panel is the question was, like, will, 
is there a way to make this stop? And the panel kind of says, like, don't. Don't let this stop. I mean, I don't think there's a way the to, way to yeah. stop is for the publisher and developers to get involved, I guess, yeah. and like really crack down on it. But I don't think it's worth the trouble for them, probably. Yeah. It, I don't know if it's really hurting them. Like, Go, yeah, it yeah. sucks, like getting stuff spoiled for you and everything like that, but they're still making money, which is the most important thing for them. Go digital. I mean, or go digital, yeah. Yeah. Because here's the crazy thing about digital in on this coast where midnight on the East Coast is 9 p.m. here. Yeah. On a Monday night, you, yeah, you can, can play, play a new Tuesday game at 9 p.m. Yeah. That's crazy. What yeah. a weird world we live in now uh, Although, if you're buying digital. Yeah, they could always do rolling locks and stuff like that, but that would... But they don't. They don't do For that. For some reason, they don't, which is like, so crazy. People are already playing. Yeah, like, they yeah. just... They don't, like, care about the time. They're just like, stuff. whatever. Um, about the, the enforcing thing mm-hmm. about it. Yep. Um, I've personally seen a, co- like a unnamed company try and enforce, you know... Go, they tried to track down one of these stores, a store oh. I was at, oh, and no. they were trying to like catch, you know, them red-handed. Really? But so it, they do try to police it. Uh, it was for a very big release of a very big game. Okay. Like yeah, don't fi- say anymore. But fif- fifteen caliber game. But I'm this actually was years, curious what they years ago. Yeah. A while ago, uh, there were two representatives from that company that were there, and they were trying to ask people, could they just take a photo of the disc with the receipt? Just to get on the, the sh- way out of the store. Yeah, they were wow. harass- they were basically harassing people. Oh my god! And wow. but no one did wow. it. No, no nice. one's like, no, screw you guys. Like, nice, who cares? nice, nice, good. But like, you imagine that two poor people like at nine o'clock at night or something had to like go and like had to go hang out there in front of a store. You're right. Their bosses <laughs> made them like, do who, that. What company's right. really gonna go? Tr- like, I think that was an extreme circumstance because at at that time that company was all about information control and like. The the whatever I could see. I'm getting them, a clear idea of what company we're talking about. They would not do this. This company would probably not do this anymore. But I just like like yeah. But I said like they're getting the money and stuff, and there's no way to stop it because games have to ship out early to yeah. make it by release date. Well, the difference is, I think, for these mom and pop shops is uh, they circumvent one of the steps because they don't have to go to like more local distribution places or something. It just goes straight to their shop, so they don't have to like wait an extra warehouse right. step or some crap. Anyway. Uh, my one thing I wanted to bring up, though, Kyle, is uh, the this is only like a few day difference between release date we're talking about here in general. That like yeah, it's usually like, like two, two, not, two like, or three days months or, or something. Like a yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone, like, it's never that those big, yeah. weird instances where someone stole a copy from a truck or whatever, and it was like months and they like that stuff. That's like no, but like the thing I want to bring up was like imports. Some games you know come out months in advance in a different country like in Japan mm-hmm. and technically those games say not for sale outside of Japan so technically you're not supposed to be yeah. able to import and buy those games people like play them too and stuff like do you feel upset because you do not know the Japanese language that someone's out there already played Persona f- I mean, not Ben Moore um, I can say played Persona 5 and already hurt. understand it and they're like I already played it it's a great game and stuff I know all about it and you're like I get to wait six months to it, play this game it definitely used to hurt with Pokemon with Pokemon with Pokemon being out in Japan and knowing they all know all the Pokemon and I'm like oh, when is it coming out dude here? I used to have this with Final Fantasy all the time yeah, yeah. All so the time. Think oh, about, right, like, that was suck. months that and suck. stuff yeah. so yeah. I mean but like but if you had the ability, you saw the ability to import it, and especially now it's so easy. Yeah. Like, what do you think about people import it just because, like, I I just want to play it. I don't want to wait the few months. Yeah. You know, that kind of forced developers to close the gap on localization. So that's a positive benefit yeah. of other areas getting Publishers it earlier. But this is such a yeah. small gap. Like, as long as you know the only yeah whatever we just as said. As long as they're fine. still getting paid. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah exactly, and I think you're right. They're selling hard copies of their game on launch day. I yeah. think honestly they don't yeah. care. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. Anyway. Uh, here's a little quick one. This comes from Tom Neal. Uh, just a wee correction slash comment. Don't know if this is the right place. 
there is an existing franchise slash feature to get excited about HD Rumble, Skyrim lockpicking. I love that comment. Just a really cool idea for HD Rumble is lockpicking. Basically, nothing Ooh. on the screen, but you're feeling it all in the HD that's Rumble. Kinda, that's uh, cool. I, do, yeah, that's I think that cool would be really idea. cool. So, yeah, I just thought that was a nice short comment. This is the right place. That's, you did put it in the right yeah. spot. Not I, enough I for me, a, but that's cool. That's I, have, like I have a dream. A secret. I don't think we've talked about this in MMOs. I have a dream in MMOs that lockpicking is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and that you as a player have to be good at it to do it. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a rogue in a fantasy party... And like you're, you're fighting a boss, yeah. and there's like a chest in the corner that only opens up for like a second during one phase of the boss fight, and the rogue's like, Argh. and goes over and goes to the lock, and like before I put my hands on that lock, I don't know what it is. It could be one of fifty different types of locks. Whereas like in Skyrim, it's like, oh, this they built this treasure chest yesterday. Whereas this treasure chest is five thousand years old, and they have the same lock. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Jones, I love that dream. I just would love. I'd really love cool you cracking it open and be like, oh, I'm good at these. The 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 little swing thing to the side where you feel okay. Uh, got it. Yeah. yeah. Rumble and VR would be perfect for a lock pick, like a breaking a safe game. Yeah. That there you go. Rumble and VR all together would be really cool. Yeah. What's up, Brad? Nothing. I was like, the move controls are in VR and I, or Rumble, and I guess they don't. The move controllers? Yeah. Oh, gosh, do they? I don't even think they do. You tell me, buddy. So. You got one? Yeah, I played a whole game. I can't even remember if it rumbles or not. I'm pretty sure they don't rumble. Okay, uh, here's another tricky one. I like this. It's, it's a long one, and this will be probably our last one. All right. Uh, hey, Kyle, Brandon, and the rest of the panel. Great to be watching another podcast, and I hope you're all doing well. Earlier this week, AG Anuma uh, confirmed to IGN Portugal... Was it my pronunciation? No, I know you're. No, he knows you're going with this. Oh, okay. That Breath of the Wild would not have any dual audio support. The quote I pulled from Anuma, courtesy of Nintendo Insider, reads as follows: In the case of Nintendo Switch, if you change the language of the system, you can change the game to Japanese, Mm -hmm. but that will change everything to Japanese. Unfortunately, it is not possible to play with English text and Japanese voices. For example. I got into a heated discussion with some friends over the lack of dual audio support in Breath of the Wild. From the most recent Switch event trailer, I found myself (coughs) most emotionally touched by the performances of the Japanese cast. So, hearing that, I'll have to play with an English dub that I have so far found to be astoundingly, (laughs) resoundingly lackluster. I've left my overall hype for the title, I've let the overall, my overall hype for the title diminish considerably. How frustrated am I to be over this? I'm sorry. How frustrated am I allowed to be over this? Obviously, Nintendo doesn't have to do anything in the way of adding this support, but I can't help but be irritated knowing that the cartridge I'll be getting for Breath of the Wild will have the Japanese voice track on it, but won't allow me to pair it with the Japanese subtitles. I've never felt the desire to hack a system of my own before, but if a crack for the Switch would allow me to play Breath of the Wild in a way Nintendo is blocking me off from, I honestly think I'd jump on it in a heartbeat. As always, love and respect. Richard Rinaldis91, uh, Eilie. Okay, so that's that's a real thing. Most of the time when there's not dual audio, I'd say, well, they just can't fit it all on the disc. There's absolutely dual audio on this thing, apparently. I just, I don't know why Nintendo's doing that. It feels so behind the times. Right. To not they, have dual audio. Have they been in this situation before where no. there's two well, there's a English and a Japanese track in a Zelda game? No. Like I know, no, I know every now and then you'll hear a word here and no. there. Jones, we've never had voice acting in a Zelda game. 
Well, we have we well, have like, like little words have been spoken, oh, sure. but, but those expressions. Yeah. Those are universal. They don't even. Change so I'm assuming, those. like yeah. in Wind Waker, the guy that says "sploosh." Does he say "sploosh" in Japanese? He does. Is the same. That's the same actor. He does. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this would just be maybe don't get super pissed because like Nintendo. Is this something Nintendo should have known, Damiani? This yes. Is like, this is like the first time they they've done it. Get so, mad. P- yeah. Make them patch it. Get mad about this. Yeah, like I'm trying to think about the Fire Emblem games, especially the more recent ones. Oh, I didn't play. Said I didn't talk, play Fates Contest. I'm trying to remember even Awakening had dual audio on it because it definitely has, definitely has voice work in it. But I think um, it's more like the uh, just like the high at the beginning of a sentence. You know what I mean? Like oops, and then you read a whole sentence. Yeah, I mean, this is voice acting. No, I know this it's is full, Metroid's Zelda's... had full voice acting, but I don't think it had a Japanese option either, especially other M. <laughs> that would have been. I'm not sure. But we're in the situation with uh, with Breath of the Wild where we see a distinct difference so, between the two performances two in English and there's Japanese. Two things. Yes, I, in principle, I agree. It would they should offer multiple language support. Yeah, especially if they've already, they've already done the work for it. It's on uh, the cart, man. It, yeah, like it, it's on the cartridge. Even if they couldn't fit it on, just make a DLC option. Like, hey. Not paid DLC, but yeah. like, hey, we couldn't fit it on the cart, so here's like day one, go to the shop or whatever, go to downloadable content, and just pick or go to the, we'll patch it in. If you want to download the patch, we'll offer in Japanese, you know, audio with English subtitles. Now, I, I'm for that, and I think whenever possible, you should give that. And most every game now, uh, most almost every Japanese RPG that I've played in recent memory mm-hmm. does that, uh, that people want that. The two things I can see, the two thing, the one argument that the company usually uses, and the one thing I can see is uh, a, a, an issue with this. Um, the first one is the argument the company usually uses. It's what Square Enix used to say before they caved in and finally started offering dual audio. Because thir- Final Fantasy XIII did not offer <laughs> dual language support. <coughs> Excuse me. Now it was at a time when a lot of people wanted that and expected that out of the games. And I remember doing a lot of the interviews. They just said, like, we just didn't... There's really demand for this. Western audiences want yeah. They didn't get it. Right. I so, wouldn't get it either. I guess But their argument sense. in the end, though, especially like for, for Kingdom Hearts games, was that we spent so much money on this voice cast. Look at this talent we got. Look at all these big knee Disney voice actors we got. We got the guy from 7th Heaven. We spent this much money. Haley <laughs> Joel Osment is in here. Yeah, we got this, this great <laughs> cast in here and, and stuff and had them do all this recording work. We want you to we want you to see that work. Like we want you to experience that and stuff. We spent the money, we put the effort into it. You need to see it. Like this is like our it's like our artistic vision, but then it's like, wait, you have a Japanese version with the Japanese right. voice cast. So they used to say, like, no, we've spent the money localizing this into the production. You're gonna see it like that. And yeah. then they're like, wait a second, that doesn't fly. And here's what I think is a huge thing. When they debuted this trailer, when they debuted the voice acting, really, like mm. we've heard voice acting in clips and things like that, but I mean, this was really the story debut, I feel like, of, of the cutscene debut, we'll say, right. of the voice acting. Um, it was in Japanese. With English subtitles. It was in Japanese, Japanese with English subtitles. Yeah, Jones, exactly. They were selling a game that doesn't ex- does not exist. It was a major thing. press conference. Most of the audience of that video, of that press conference, was is not going to play that game in Japanese. They, right. they won't let us. And so it's so weird to broadcast this huge audience, this huge global audience, with the version that most people won't ever play. Thirteen did the same thing with all its trailers in Japanese. Had English subtitles, like they existed, just didn't give you that option. It's because that's a mark. That is a marketing event that's trying to like advertise the game. Yeah. And they know it's an international audience, so they're doing it. But the fact is, and that takes less work to just localize, you know, into English 
you know, that amount of text just for the trailer compared to the whole game. I get that. Here's this, the other part I wanted to bring up, and I don't like this argument, yeah. but I hear I'm gonna I'm seeing some people trying to defend Nintendo this way that this is gonna be the first Zelda game with voice acting. This is their first foray. Let's make sure they get it right before you know. Let them focus on what they need to to get the voice acting like good and right, sure. so that it's a good game. Uh-huh. If they really don't have the time to like you know, but like it's it's done. Like people it's done. people ignore the argument. It's done. It's but they make this like weird you know argument that just let them do what they want to do it's their first at, like tr- attempt into it like where were all you people when final fantasy 10 came out it was the first full voice work in final fantasy games like no one clamored for japanese subtitles in that one that when it came PS2, out though that was yeah. so long yeah. ago yeah so there you go there you go it's a different time and place but like everyone's like nintendo's behind the time so mm-hmm. like give them a chance the thing is and then the <laughs> other small thing is people are like the amount of voice work you're in the trailer may not be representative of the final game because remember when they showed off the e3 trailer had open your eyes a little bit of dialogue yeah then you played the game the beginning was narrated nothing else in that demo had any voice work whatsoever right so after e3 i was left with the impression there wouldn't be a lot of voice yeah i was like oh it's gonna be special instances but i don't buy that anymore even after this trailer especially why would they put so much voice work into this trailer if there wasn't gonna be that much voice work again that's that's super misleading yeah like if there's only a few cutscenes with dialogue Fans are gonna rage. They're gonna be like, "Cool, thanks, Nintendo. Where's all the voice work?" You like, they're hyped. I think it's gonna be a lot. They I mean, are, the Deku Tree is talking. They are man. hyped. Fans are hyped on that. This is the first all of like tons yeah. of voice work. Yeah, they, they they knew what they were doing. Otherwise, they better have known what they were doing. So, at this point, bottom line, there need. It's not too late to fix this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's probably too late for them to put it on the cartridge. Supposedly, I don't know. But it's not too late for them to add in as a patch. Like yeah, they can right. still make this right. Yeah. And so said they've done the work. Yeah. Just use the English subtitles you're gonna use. Yeah. I know Dude. Uh-huh. I got, they're gonna yeah. do an amiibo for it, all right? You're gonna put no. your amiibo down and get Japanese voice. <laughs> no, Japanese. A little yeah. dictionary amiibo yeah. or something? Like, it's gonna be like, yeah, tingle amiibo. Oh, it's gonna no. Master of languages. Uh, this is somewhat important to know. What is important to know? Companies that do localization, whether it's Nintendo internally, if they hired an outside company to do it, yeah. they are very picky about quality. And sometimes the English subtitles for the English dub. That's not what's being said in the Japanese. There's like the literal translation of Japanese. There's the localized subtitle version. And then there's yeah. the English dub. There are actually films you can buy, Japanese anime films, especially Ghibli stuff, that the dub, English dub, is not the same as the English sub. The subtitles will literally say different things than what the characters are saying because it's a quote-unquote more faithful translation to the Japanese version. Right. But like it doesn't flow as well in conversational like right. text. Yeah. So simply taking the English subtitles for the English dub as is and throw it on the Japanese, some translators find that offensive. Okay. Like, they don't like that. Alright, Damiani. So, that, is the, case that is the only argument I would buy, but yep. no one is putting that forth from, like, the developer end. Like, that's but their That's reason. good, though. I like but that. I'll put an argument out there that just Japan in general has been very frustrating with audio across the board. Yeah. Like, what the fact mean? that no Final Fantasy game has ever come out, and correct me if I'm wrong, where you could do anything with the audio. Where you could Final make Fantasy speech 15. louder or anything. Or, 15. Or, or, uh, 15 you can? Yeah. And, and I, I would 14. imagine 11. Sorry, 14. 11, oh, yeah. I think 11 you could do it as well. Yeah. But certainly not with the, 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 the main Roman numeral things and... 
the Kingdom Hearts games, and they're always yeah. like, no, we wrote this music, listen to it. And it's mm-hmm. like, come on, you know, playing this game for 60 hours, I've heard the battle theme, you know, come on. I feel like we got over that like five years ago. Though. But we have, yeah, but you have like Steep, which you can turn off copyright music if you're streaming and you don't want your stream to get Whoa, banned. It's cool. like, that's awesome, you know, it's like. <laughs> Steep got mentioned. You know, so like, but <laughs> it's cool, it's like just yeah. very forward thinking, there's yeah, no reason not to do that stuff. Yeah, even yeah, Tales so. games do it, and it used to be like, yeah. they were the ones that were usually like, called out the most like yo your audience like this is an anime game like come sure. on like where is it now it's like english or japanese go ahead i think that's cool uh and before we move on i do want to say i actually think the english voice actor for zelda is good me too i don't think she's bad i was pleased from what i heard and i understand it's a completely different take on the crying i actually yes. think it's a good performance yeah. I, don't, I don't want to trash on it i like it uh can i do one more can we do, Let's do this one one's more, not even know. like a question. Let's do one this more. is just like some positivity that I like. Excellent. Sure. Okay, this comes from Daniel Warren. Hey Daniel. Just a comment this week, but feel free to have the panel share their thoughts. I recently played through the Plague Knight DLC of Shovel Knight Ooh. and wanted to just take a minute to give some well-deserved love and respect to Yacht Club Games. Shovel Knight itself was a 10, but for them to actually be delivering on their Kickstarter promises and releasing all this amazing free content is something rare and wonderful in the gaming world. More than just new playable skins, they are designing entirely new campaigns and stories with new music and characters to go with them. With the Spectre Knight DLC on the way, I can't wait to see what they come up with next. And how crazy is it that Nintendo gave Shovel Knight an amiibo? Thanks, Yacht Club, and here's hoping more developers learn from your model going forward. Love and respect. Thought that was cool. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, they're doing more stuff because people paid for it. I've seen people bail on the stuff that people paid for. You're right, that's true. Your club has been very good about (laughs) it. Yeah. Uh, Shovel Knight rules. Mm -hmm. And everyone needs to play that if you're into old school. Especially like Mega Man games or something like that. Yeah. Hell of a game. It's it's like an adventure style Mega Man game. Yeah. It's so fun. I love it. I think there are definitely games I've played where I thought I was finished and they kind of restructured the story in, in even like a stupid way where it's like, oh, you're going back through again, kind of mm-hmm. meeting new people like, again, I guess, you know, and mm-hmm. like even something very bare bones like that will incentivize me to go back through and I'll appreciate it. It's like, yeah, it's like you, you, you worked so hard to come up with the music and the characters in this world. Like, why wouldn't you want to just tweak it or add a little, you know, side thing or Works some kind me. of some kind of version of New Game Plus or something like I used to feel bad for Yacht Club because they were obligated to make these things. You know that their stretch goal, or their the stretch goals were maybe too successful, uh, because yeah, what that that Kickstarter ended almost three years ago yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, but uh, they have said this year they're working on their next game, yeah, which cool. is really cool. So yeah, as as we wait for what is this one, Specter Knight, yep. Specter yep. Knight, yeah, as we yeah, wait for Specter Knight to happen, in. yeah, and co-op on is coming Switch. too on Switch. Wait, isn't the Spectre Knight debuting on Switch? How crazy uh, is that? I don't know actually. It's a good I think question. I think they announced that as well. So it'll be out first on that. Yeah. Really? Yep. Huh. Guess okay. what version I'm buying? <laughs> I'll buy it too. I'm buying that Switch version. I'll buy it for a third time. Let's do it. I gotta see that campaign. So that was cool. Um, cool. Oh man. Yeah, sweet. I get so many good comments. Uh, we got an update from Marius. The father was playing Dark Souls and has a hard time because you can't pause. Dude, uh-huh. what? I didn't yeah. know about this guy. Oh yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. Man, I didn't know about this. And so I think the, he said he worked out something with his a daughter where he. Um, it just depends on which games he plays. When she's around, he doesn't. He plays that's possible the, that's games. That's the right idea to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah, yeah. You can't always pause. Okay, and so finally, it's time for bets. Uh, Digimon World Next Order releases next Tuesday. Gotta promote that game. I'm so pumped. At this point next week, how many views will the launch trailer have on the official Bandai Namco YouTube channel? It is worth stating that at this point, the launch trailer has not been posted. Yeah. 
We don't even know if they will post one. It is very likely because they post one for everything, but it might not happen. Jones, at this point next week, how many views on that thing? I don't know. I went all over the place. I sure. Finally settled on 2,000. Okay. Oh, damn. damn. Small. Damiani, how many views? 45,000. Nice. Brad? Feels bad, man. 50,000. Oh, you guys are pretty close to each other. And I have 31,270. Let me lock that in. There's a lot, of, a lot of Digimon fans out there. They're pretty hardcore. Yeah, so if it's huge. You're going to watch it at least three times. If it's 100K, you know I don't like launch trailers. Those are the worst. You launch trailers show too much. Very spoilery, like, when you yeah. see that Agumon, you're going to be like, whoo-hoo, you're going to click that video. <laughs> Brad, it, it was almost a, how many times will I see the word Agumon in all the reviews, <laughs> but I realized I do that too much. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm... If it's zero, if there isn't one, we get that. But yeah. if it's if it's a huge hit... I was scared to go high. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last week's bet was about Gravity Rush 2, which released Ooh. last Friday. Nice, Sue. At this point... Ooh, we get to do this one live. Um, at this point, what will the trophy percentage be for Cat's Daily Routine? Complete 20 side missions. Oh. So, Jones, you bet uh. 33%. Ben bet 16.6%. Blood bet 63%. Oh, my God. And I bet 20%. By the way, 63% is like... Way too high. That's yeah, a, that's, that's normally like... High. When, a, when a game has a trophy for like, finish the tutorial, it's like 63%. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's, He's that's optimistic. Not it's not that bad. Yeah, but yeah, 60 is like the highest you ever see. On his thinking was that, you know, the game just has a lot of uh, side missions. So he's like, yeah, people love those, so how right? much I played, there's a, there's a 20, 40, and I believe 80 is the final one. or all It just says do all of them, so I don't know. I only was... got to the 41 after yeah. playing 20-something hours. Okay, here we go. Live update. Completed 20 side missions. The percentage is... Ben probably won. 16.9%. Yeah. Ben was 0.3 off. Ben. <laughs> He's a wizard. Wow. He's a wizard. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if he had some insight looking at my trophy list or something. Oh, dude, the dirty play. Oh, you can't, I mean, he he can't see... It. No, you can't see trophy list until the game goes live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I mean, I think it's been increasing dramatically yeah. since uh, last Watch. week. Like, yeah. I couldn't, like, sync my trophy... Like, any game I get early, you can't sync trophies until they put them live on yeah. release day. So. so, Damiani, you're in the Ben seat. Uh, nice. Uh, score now is... Is purple platypi one? <laughs> Damiana, you, I'm going to need noise? you to participate in that. What is the noise? <laughs> there we go. Hey, let's do it together. Ready? Right? Three, two, one. <laughs> Feel the power. I was waiting to participate, Kyle. Is that everybody's on board for it? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Speaking of being on board, the platypi are on the, on the board now. Oh, you're right. They're on the board. That's Ooh. what. That's your first point. Yep. And red eagles two. Jones, we still have the poison thumb. If you ever want to use it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, now it is time for Patreon plugs. Uh, before we hand the microphone over to Damiani, we got to talk about what Easy Allies is. Because every yep. podcast, Plug I think, is Patreon. somebody's first podcast. Everyone we do is yeah. somebody's first one. Welcome. 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 We're Easy Allies. Dude or Dudette who's been hanging this whole time. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we are a group of people who make videos about video games. We do live streams. We do reviews, previews, weird videos about nothing. We do bets. We do strange things. Uh, <laughs> the way that we do those things is through Patreon, which, I mean, kind of like how we talked about Banner Saga and Kickstarter, we are crowd-supported uh, through a monthly uh, thing on Patreon. So check out patreon.com slash to see how that works, how we are supported, how we keep doing this, and what we can do for you. And check out easyallies.com to see more of our videos, and twitch.tv slash easyallies to see some of our streams. 
Jones, is that pretty much it? If you want this podcast next week, two days earlier than mm-hmm. you heard it the first time, mm-hmm. uh, $5 at patreon.com, we'll, we'll do that. Right. You get to hear the podcast early and submit questions and comments for That's love and respect. $5 a month for four podcasts. So that's like a buck twenty-five for early access to each podcast episode. Whoa. Way to divide that. Yeah. Buck twenty-five. Look at that salesman. Soon, soon to be five podcasts. Damiani, you get the right and responsibility. Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, something was said. Brad, do you get early access to the anime podcast? Maybe. I gotta talk to Brad about that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just making up stuff right now. Hey, might. Sure. Uh, there, will, there will be an incentive, though, if you're a dollar patron for oh. the podcast. Whoa. You'll get to... Should I just plug it on here? Let's plug it, dude. So, oh my. pretty much, we're going to have a list of things we want to cover. Yep. Like, things me and Ben want to cover, and we're going to let people vote on which one they want to see first. Whoa. Out of the list. Nice incentive. So, for $1. $1. $1. Just $1. You get a cup of Jones, and you get, yeah. you get the yeah. vote. Nice. Uh, Damiani, you get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you may like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with or want to reiterate. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. A lot of stuff. Yeah. It's a big burden. So do your Twitter Sorry, handle first. It's the easiest one. First step, baby. Yeah. Uh, at MB Damiani. Sure. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I get to promote a video. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, it's been a while since you've done a game sleuth. <laughs> I was waiting for this guy to call. Well, I could point to uh, one of my reviews that I could say Gravity Rush 2 review, but that, that was a week ago. Yep. I don't think Viseria is going to be done by the time this goes up tomorrow. Otherwise, I would promote that one. Mm-hmm. But he's, um, he already has. You see how he did that? He already yeah. promoted oh, both of Oh, he's being videos. sneaky. I know dirty, what he's doing here. Dirty, dirty, yeah. yeah, Kyle. Yeah. Um, oh, he's sure nice to, to plug a Kyle video. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to give a shout out uh it's man Brad over here. Oh, that's Whoa. me. Because I want you guys to go check out his Kingdom Hearts 2.8 review. Ooh. Because review one, number two from Brad. This is right? review number, number, two, number three. Number three, baby. It's What's number two? I am Setsuna. Yeah, oh, Setsuna. Duh. Right. Yep. Sorry. Because uh, Brad's been doing more reviews, but Ooh. also we need more people to be in the Kingdom Hearts, and it's a good glimpse. Uh, for part of the game, the the fragmentary passage part mm-hmm. about what you might be seeing in Kingdom Hearts three. So. It's a good thing to check out. Good review, good preview of what's to come with uh, the future of Kingdom Hearts. You should be excited. Yeah, yeah, you should be excited. Wait, have you played it already? No, my copy should have arrived either to, I think today. It's scheduled to arrive on the Wednesday. But you played it before, like E3. Oh, I played it at E3. Yeah, but like I played like that. Remember they showed like the graphic differences? Yeah. They kept up the improving the models. I haven't played the most like anything <laughs> of the recent. So. So they've improved the models since E3. Yeah, I like I'm talking about like E3. Yeah, E3. 2016 yeah. was the one I played yeah, it. Yeah. They improved it at each event, apparently, cool. ever, ever since then. I remember, th- it wasn't really the models I was complaining about. Like, the lighting seemed weird on those characters at E3. Keep playing it. Okay. Just cool. play it, buddy. I'm pumped. Um, yeah, so the reason I was, like, like thinking of, like, a video, because I was also thinking about, I'm just going to do it now, uh, giving a shout out to st- nice guy Steven for doing the fan art for me. Just did this nice commission. Oh. I did it on the stream, but I also want to give a shout out here because I was like, "Hey, I want someone to draw me Korra fan art," but with like this Final Fan, one of the Final Fantasy fourteen uh, attire that I wear and stuff. Like, I really like this outfit, and like, I made my character try and look like his Korra as much as possible. But it's in game graphics, you know. It's it's not exact, so I was like, "Man, I want to see her in this outfit. This looks really nice. This is a nice outfit." They were so nice. 
and just like did it. Like, nice. just like, do you like this? I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, thank you so much. If I'm a listener, where can I go to see it? Where do I even? Well, I retweeted it. Go to my Twitter handle. I Is retweeted it, it. What? Is it pinned? Is that like your pinned y- tweet? Y- uh, it should be my top tweet right okay. now. I haven't right. tweeted pin anything it. since that. Pin it. I'll pin it. Yeah, I should pin it. Um, and yeah, it has go hit him up if you like his work and stuff. Nice. Like Sweet. he does commissions and stuff, but very nice. Just to, like here you go. I was like, oh, so cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, yeah. Sorry, that, I didn't That's know if that violated the etiquette of like. You know, promoting something or I feel like that's just a nice to thing to do. The problem is, Dominic, that counts as your last word or something you want to reiterate. Okay, that's fine. I yeah, don't we'll really just, have we'll, anything we'll else to reiterate. We'll use it to, to take that spot. Great. Um, that's never... really nice of you to use that for your last word. Yeah. Yeah, you're it's not. Really nice. I guess. Yelling about the Senate and everything, cussing like I am. Look at this. Oh, no, it levels up to level three next week. Yeah. Held on to that. But I won't be on next week, probably. So right. that's the point. I, I, just su- want, I just want this. You're supposed to. This use is my it. final word. I want this one day with the ultimate power on it. I'm never going to use this till I get it. You're never going to get it. That's the whole power. This is like this is like Limit Break Two and Fall Fantasy Fourteen. Like pfft. that's why you're supposed to use it. You're supposed to use it. I got enough. You got enough DPS. To they got to kill this the crap. boss. Oh, I don't man. need this extra benefit. I want like the giant LB three. All right. So. Ah. Uh, I gotta do a sign-off thing. Trademark huh? sign-off. I never really think the sign-off of this stuff. Damiani always uses when he signs off. I don't for... always have a one. I always do a nice one. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about joking and doing Breath of the Wild ain't gonna look as good as this. Oh, it doesn't no. work in a podcast. So yeah. I was gonna say thank you for watching and we'll see you next time. Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. Ebb Software, iKeyless, Mango, Michael Kozachenko, Simon Anderson, Sweet Justice, Nick, Jesse Fish, Shayla Tobin, Luke Arnold, Bradley Spees, Caleb Aranda, Richard Smuts, Professor Metal Gear, David Peterson, Walker Hope, Osama Alarbi, Ken Lair, John Tyson, Zachary Wingate, Beaten Down Brian, Leif Johnson, Jared Reif, Corey Jackson, Matthew Pauling, 44 Stars, Gino A. Leet, Silent Consonant, Yasser Alusaini, Jason A. Sackle, Candy Coated Thorns, G. Levin, Charles Anthony Iapacino, Sigma, Neil Genero, G. Ken, Thomas Rogers, Tim O'Keefe, Hitman 47, Ryan Anderson, Nicholas Owens, Jean-Philippe Legacy, Julie Dugdale, Robert Stoffel, Colt Doss, Paul Nolson, Jason Joint, Andrew Stoke, Jay Shee, Wobass, Marcel Gears 17 Froelich, Yong Lee, Paul Judge, Mark Bianchin, Phoenix Doss, Lee Young, Congan Burke, Congolator, Andrew Kidd, Peter Davis, Skolopen, Clayton Ingram, Greg Kettering, Rick Argomenitz, Brad Lohman, Gary Fair, Cheryl Stopgert Paracchio, Matthias Hasselvig Jensen, Ian Santa Anna, Tim Strothman, Andrew Bailey, Caleb Crawford, Blue Suter, Leanna Alexandru, Todd Yurkovic, Resev, Usman Khan, Jordan Phillips, Yo Butts, Michael Besegli, Patrick Chong, Blue Water, Blue Sky, Wesley Welcomer, Monica, Chum Nun, Isabella Crane, Sergio Ruben Hernandez Gallegos, Stephen Last, Ahmad Naki, The Banana Forklift Killer, Kaylee Murdoch, Joaquin Morovuo, Gustav Strombaum, 
Kelvin Martanto, Marcel Markov, Mark J. Betters II, Nefertiti Jenkins, Joel Olson, David Wen, Daryl Schramm, Brent Phillips, Christine E. Baldwin, Maria Smith, Turbo Girl, Catherine Lai, Tralium, Gary James, Neil Bruce, Rory McGuire, Ian Bradburn, Juan Yobo, Robert Crouch, Michael Shriver, Sven Von Brand, By Menace, Fabian Schuster, Mikhail Anyel, Ulf himself, Burwa Hama Mamad, Lars Grains, Isun Chor, Walid WSF 88, Jared Putman, Forrest Polk, Mike Hook 1, Thomas Einsborn, Jamie Jackman, Preston Swaggerty Haggerty, Mauricio Fuentes, Zylo Wolfbane, Quickscares.com, Freaker, Alexander Schiller, Neil Brophy, Boris Schurl, Captain Fancy Pants, Yoon Kim, Michael Eaton, Zinterax, Modren, Stephen Cohen, Connor Rosine, Paul Bishop, Jimmy Milson, Carl Williams, Trey Whetstone, Adam Damon, Tony Knox, Matt McCarthy, Eric Crone, Sean Mackey, Leroy Anderson, Reed Johnson, Manuel Thomas, Peter Wen, Eric C., Adam Scherenbrock, Kurzestav Rogowski, Themo Preuss, Allison Burt, Jenny Markula, Bjornar Haraldsvik, Alfredo Gonzalez, David Flynn, Sean De Almeida, Zach Bardsley, Gibbo, Chris Sleep, Dan Sebring, Mokiki, Jacob Whittington, Charlie, Serial Gamer, Mike and Tasha Garcia, Michael Favacci, Eric Maynard, George Archibald, Cartridge Brothers, Dennis Franklin, Rene Klutk, Gon Sassoline, Leon Keyes, Manx64, Darren Banish, Todd Paxton, Taggart McStone, Fast Mower, Faraz Rizvi, Dakota Hayes, Zustick, Don Turner, Luke Mivshek, Otto Mustonen, Christopher Ratliff, Sean McGowan, Stephen Blomkamp, Kyle Bradford, Miles Walden, Edison S. Prada Jr., Ian Barker, Alexandri Breveglieri, Corbin Bread, Zach Latham, Carlos Lopez, Marty Savage, Travis Ng, Bryce Ray Parker, Tuttle, Raymond Doden, Stuart Siddle, William Kirk, Cody Harden, G. Sif, Connor Ross, Matt Gunther, Evan Ang, Joshua Vanswall, Q8 Phoenix, Ryan E. Garcia, Eric Gustafson, Refill, Sebastian Trier, Bonnie and Jason Connor, Hanny Ribeiro, Jeffrey Daniel Lasley, Stephen Walther, Kevin Camposano, Carlos Zuniga, Ryan Cohen, Adam the Welshman Mullaney, Link 666 Goron, Terence Ireland, Simon Gauthier, Rokiot, Momo Rashid, ML Legend, Lance Mink, Matthias Larson, Sean Clinton, Justin Wenderoth, Grace, Calgareth, Eddie Reisner, Chase Caldwell, Cameron Hendry, Andrew Buckter, Rebecca Woods, Barry, Mizek, Andrew Wanser, Gon Keff, Adam Henry, Beautiful Kai, Hudson Bilbrey, Christ Abramian, Mac Jam, Caffeine Rage, David Kennedy, Durgesh Patel, Sarah, Philip Stadler, Benny Samuelson, Trolls Rasmussen, Daniel Wong, Darius Chambers, Jameson Anderson, Vincent Foliat, John Mayer, Rainier Dennis Bautista, Jordan Eaves, Tetra Ninja, Colby Keith, Junya Motomura, Jake Musser, Eric Santoy, Ya Boy Benny B, Sebastian K, Ancient Picnic, Mons Anderson, Elvin Skokheim, Jai Alder, Kevin DeBolt, Morgan Wirth, Sam Sorensen, Pixel Critics, Shahir Khan, Matt Ferguson, Michael Tenick, Brian Pont, Poogie Boogie, Peyton Wiederspan, Christopher Jan Wong McKigan, Michelle Nubb, Kirk, Sandra and Richard Acero, Robert Marquardt, Carlos Gonzalez, Joe Burns, David Tran, Monica Exavaria, Alan Wen, Adam Barker, Philip Klarskov Jensen, Niels Frederick Elbol, Sun Pham, Alex Monaco, Fumbles, Nuno Amaral, Twisted Heart, David Boyarski, Rajiv Maharaj, Ciara Wheeler, Sean McKing, Dirtbag Daryl, K 
KBM 13, Henry Klar, Dagath, Brennan Prehorek, Eric Jackson, Christopher Santis, Tarek Leeham, Christian Hundorf, Andreas Coter, Extravaganza, Gail Gutierrez, Jason Shields, Rickster EXE, Julio Ruiz, Wow That Was Epic, Andy H, Lars Berger, Spry Farron, James Kennedy, Trey Blissett, David Kosal, Remy Loisel, Christopher Dixon, Peter Shoemaker, Irvin De La Torre, Cyberboa, Azazel Valkyrie, Michael Esme, Garrett Fox, Christopher Foss, Aaron Schlegel, Helping Leon, Self-Confessed Cynic, Roman Udolf, Angel Blood Publishing LLC, V. Kira Ray, Tristan Howard, Hugo Calm, Jeremiah Snowden, Dinesh Patel, Michael Agent, Materia Addict, Robert I, Michael Clegg, Gonzalo Sands, Mattis Dojic, Elizabeth, Shannon Gates, Alex Lavanier, Justin Wren, Age Dolls, Adam, Robert Ori Einerson, Phoenix Rouge, Christopher Donnelly, Michael Rebelato, Jesper Lawson, Joel Short, Marco Hernandez, Andrew Amos, Fat Shadow, Struggler, Grunt Elite, Tense George, Joey and Kate, Raymond Chow, Lucas Smith, Ian Anderson, Anthony Cabrera, Tongue Surgery, C.S. Lewis, Hasney, Dave Red, Thomas Wigington Jr., Trenton Robeson, The Hashtagonist, Kim Vunk Vonderleith Hogensen Peterson, Colin Hoylman, Reed Marlett, Evan Anderson, Ali Khan Sunger, Dale A. Brohl, Rerun, Elliot Lovig, James Blair, Arkham Fantasy, Luis Sabara, Dale Sun, Paul Derwanko, Philip Higdon, John Ivar Carlson, Spencer Stevens, Christopher Wells, Dan Wen, Impact 93, Siahi Jabbar, Juan, Elliot Moscow, Jonas, Ivan Ponce, John Prey, Sean Essen, Sebastian Urban, Marco Zanone, Alec Church.